I realized that I was the problem. Like I was the problem as to why nothing was happening. It wasn't because, um, it wasn't because I wasn't good enough. I felt like one of my strengths is, you know, I think we both agreed that when we did video, we liked editing, right? Yeah. Um, I think I could take a song and I could take a song that I'm not even a part of that's already in existence and arrange it better than it is if it's whack and then at least make it not whack. You know what I'm saying? Like, so um, that's a part of sometimes when I'm writing with uh, other people, I'm not trying to be the one that's shining. If I feel like this person is all the way this way and this person all the way here, then I got to be Bill Cartwright and bring it center. So I know all of I these. I bar. I'll quote it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... me man you you deal with a lot of the stuff that society tells you like especially mm -hmm. for rappers bro like um and i'm i'm my biggest hater i heard uh what's my man H hogan uh that was on the show talk about yeah, the negative self-talk yeah, yeah. yeah talk about the negative self-talk or whatever and you know i'm we all our biggest you know heckler and stuff so you know all of those things and i'm not a person that really cares about what goes on this is the bugged out thing i'm not a person that really cares what goes on outside of my house or my own thoughts yet here's some of the biggest things that was keeping me it was like yo man but you know they gonna say you too old or da -da 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 -da. maybe you i don't want to be like how when i was growing up you know when i was real young run dmc was the shit then by the time i got to high school there was just something that I wasn't feeling about them. Like, Down With The King was okay, but it still was like an old man comeback to me. You know what I'm saying? I even remember one of the things that I, for some reason, always pops in my head when I think about you is, uh, we was in, when you and Aunt was living together. Mm. And I was over there with Aunt probably smoking or something. And I think you came in and you sat on the bed and you popped in a Jordan flick. And you was like, I feel like every time, every other time I was over there, you was watching that shit and I asked you about it. And you was like, yeah, man, it's it, it's inspiring. It motivates me and shit. For and, and so you told me that. And we were sitting, we were sitting, I was like, dog, this is like the third time, dog. Like, and it was one that I had seen years ago. So it was old. It wasn't like it was new. So I feel like I'd probably, you probably had been doing that. You know what I mean? So it's those little things that, um, Really, man, it's just like the athlete that's all heart, that don't get a scholarship, that don't get drafted, and ends up making all-star teams and shit like that. Really, man, it comes down to how hard you're willing to do it. And go back to what I said about opportunities chasing me down. I, I'm very honest with myself, man. Back then, I, I could have done so many more things, but I didn't have the work ethic because I didn't understand what it was. Like, I was still looking at hip-hop and music from, you know, I create this whenever I want to create this. And like I have a choice to be like nah I'm not in the mood you know what I mean like I can't not be in the mood if this is what I want to do all the time so who is speak easy uh, I'm a hip-hop musician I guess that's the term um, I'm, a, I'm a musician and at this day and age I think you got to be it's got to be bigger than that. So I guess I'm a content creator, man. Um, but I'm hoping to be some some kind of, I guess, a motivator, man. Like just from from the actions that I'm taking, I want to inspire people to be to to know that, um, you know, things ain't really as far of a shot as you think it is. As long as you're putting in the work, I believe that um, 
you know, work makes work and, and, and the energy, you know, whether it's the universe or God, whatever you believe in. But if you really putting that energy into it, something clicks, man, and reinforcements will just start showing up. And it's been happening to me um, as, as soon as I got serious and rededicated myself to this uh, during this whole Corona thing. Yo, that's a, that was a great, um, that's a great personal introduction, right? <laughs> I don't want to do that, but that was a good one, man. It's always, I always tell people, you, you know, the, you know how the sausage is made, you know, the back. So I tell people that they introduce themselves because one of my homies is like, you do that because you're being lazy. I'm like, nah, actually, I don't know what people want other people knowing. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I don't, I don't want to define people for them. Like I can run off your resume. That's the easy part. You know what I mean? Right. How are you going to spit who you are to the people? I, I like, I liked yours just now. Like I'm just Thanks, bro. Person. I mean, it, I know what cards to play too. Right. Because that's yeah. also a benefit of me mixing your stuff. So I remember when buddy was like, Oh yeah, that ain't for everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and you was like, Oh, I was going to say that if it would have been me doing your interview, yeah. I mean, doing yeah. your introduction. So yeah. yeah, man, I mean, I didn't really have that program, but just, just really thinking about it, man, because it, it has been a, a powerful few months, uh, you know. So, uh, as you were saying, like, you know, I, I had my my success when we were, uh, you know, when we was in college. So late '90s, mid '90s, or whatever. I really started the bubble. But prior to that, um, again, like, kind of reinforcing what I said. There's always been reinforcements that just showed up, and I I don't I think I'm good, right? But um, I feel like I've known a lot of more talented brothers that didn't have the opportunities that somehow just seemed to seek me out. You know what I'm saying? Like, and um, it's happening again now. I put out the song. Now all of a sudden people, you know, it's reaching for me. People that have my number, people that was on my Facebook, people that, you know what I mean? But all of a sudden now the opportunities are starting to happen. And it's just because can't nobody tell me that it can't happen. Like for real, that it starts in your mind. And um, yeah, every, everything starts in your mind. So let, so let me give you um, the, the, the listeners some background information. First, let me give you your flowers, man. Um, I've been watching you for, we've been knowing each other for over about 25 years now. Like 25, yeah. 24, 25 years. We met at, at the Art Institute of Philadelphia. We both were in the um, the video production part. Yeah. Yeah, you, you ended up, uh, you starred in one of my videos at the, the music video I directed at the Art Institute and yep. you started my one and nah, that wasn't the one and only. You started my longest short, if that makes sense. Yeah. Short is a short, short feature. It ends up being like 15 minutes. Um, I still have it. I gotta I gotta figure out how I never seen the finished version, bro. I need that. Right. Yeah, yeah. I got I have it on one of them um, you know, them industry tapes. So I gotta figure out how to get it from the industry tape to right now, bro. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, right. you, yeah, you jammed up. Hopefully it came out all right. So I have it um I have it on one of them industry standard tapes. So I gotta figure out how to get it from that to digital. Okay. Yeah, because it's not it's not, you know, you know, back in the day, people the few people that don't know, like we stuff was actually on tapes, you know. What I mean? Right. They, they weren't. That's on, wild. Yeah, yeah. But they weren't on like VHS tapes. I'm assuming. My, well, I know my demographics. I know my numbers, so I'm not talking about something that people don't know. They weren't right. on VHS tapes. They weren't on beta tapes. They were actually like television standard tapes. And the the short that I have was called that I wrote, directed, produced, everything for was uh called Deuces Wild. 
And your character's name, I don't remember what your character's name was, actually. I don't know. I know that we was kind of on, like, we was like, it was belly-ish, it felt like, but it wasn't belly. But it was dope because we went out to AC. I had a lot of fun doing that, man. And, you know, shout out to Ant. Uh, that was that was fun, bro. I forget who whose uncle or somebody gave us a Cadillac. Yeah, no, that's, my, that's my uncle. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, everything was on my dime. Everything was on my dime. That uh, was fun. The food, the little bit of craft services we had, <laughs> we had much. <laughs> we even shot at a, a school that schools of Ooh, thought. Man. My group abandoned that we we sh- we did a photo shoot there too. Yeah, that abandoned building. Yeah, we with school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that was that was a good time. I think you might have gave me that location. Either you or um the cameraman was um Steve. Um, oh, okay. Steve, I forgot his last name, but he he ended up being semi-famous in the um in that that EDM space. Oh, dope. Yeah, but we used his equipment. He had the official equipment. I, like he had. It felt official, bro. <laughs> it felt official. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> He was in, interning with hype, so it yeah. felt super official. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my man interned with hype, bro. You know what I mean, hype was everything right at that time. At that time, yeah, yeah. He had, he had the, so shout out to Steve. Whatever he's doing, I forgot his last name. I think his um his EDM group was like pipes or something. I don't know, but he he had the official like he had the thousand dollar equipment that the art institute kind of sorted in the half. You know what I mean? Right. Like he right. was on some. I don't know what it. I think he told me his uncle was like a uh, owned a, a, a mechanic shop or something. I don't know. He had money though, but he always downplayed it. But he had money, man, because he that type of equipment we had back. He had the high eight camera. People don't. Yeah. Like My demographic, know what I'm talking about. He had the high eight camera back then. Yeah. But not the consumer high eight. Not, not the not consumer. consumer. <laughs> <laughs> he had that joint back then, so that's like five thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He had it. It wasn't new, so he been at it. Right, and that he had the the superficial, because I I end up editing the um classic example of the date rate the date rate video on his VCR. We did it with two VCRs. It wasn't even in the studio joint, but he had the official uh, VCR where you can yeah with the jog shuttle and everything. Yeah, like he was official, man. But shout out to him, whatever he's doing. I gotta reach out to him. Oh, well, let me go back to so man, I've been watching you for years, man. We've been talking about years, like yo, what we need to do, and I'm glad that you're doing what you you said you were going to do and you know I'm saying like you're one of the few people that i actually still actually have conversations with from the R institute that were when we were there like phone conversations like i interact yeah. with a lot of people on um, social media text messages but you one of the few brothers that i actually still talk to over the phone and been talking to and no matter whatever happens like how long we don't talk or whatever whenever i hit you is always the same like you never really right. And I know you deal with, you know, we all deal with life or whatever. You've always been like, yo, you always, quote, unquote, kept it real, not to be generic. you never been on no bullshit with me. So, man, saluting you, man. Appreciate you, man. Try to be as genuine as possible, you know. And and, and we met a lot of good brothers, man, there. You know, for the Art Institute not being a, you know, a university or nothing where you got a fraternity, I I do feel like we kind of came away with a fraternity of brothers. And, And to be real honest, man, and transparent, uh, a lot of my motivation. So I had, you could, oh, I feel like you could only self-motivate yourself so far, man. Like after a while, you kind of need that fellowship of other people, um, yeah. doing the things that you're doing. Like, so I felt like, uh, me being in Philly, almost everybody that I knew or interacted with was some kind of artist or creative type. Yeah. I came down to Florida 
fresh off of putting out the album, touring and doing all of that stuff. And I was able to power myself. I actually felt like being isolated in the uh, first six months made me better. And I actually was able to power myself, I would say, for about three, four years, right? And then all of a sudden, I hit a wall. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, and, and it was because I didn't have a fellowship. I wasn't rhyming every day. I, I didn't have nobody I was at least building with a couple times a week or nothing. It just, it just fell off. You know what I'm saying? So all that to say, fast forward to 2020, you know, to see you on the podcast. And even before y'all had the podcast, just you and Monk and whoever else would get in your little conversations on Facebook, uh was something to where I think everybody at that time, I would say y'all was kind of starting to understand or learn how to use the internet. But then once y'all started with the podcast and stuff like that, it really inspired me to be like, yo, yo, I was trying to start making stuff under all these alias that I ain't even told y'all about. Right. <laughs> and then it took for me to listen to a podcast, that, uh, the, the, from the canopy joint. And I'm like, yo, that's the same Corey I went to the to school with. Not that, I thought he was different, but I mean, like hearing him and how he's presenting himself, like he's not all of a sudden trying to reinvent himself or hide behind something. And I was like, yo, I was going to do that just so that I didn't feel like people tried to attach what I did with schools of thought to what I was doing now. Cause you know, people don't let you grow or try different things. Yeah. But then I was like, yo, if people got a problem with it, it ain't for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it was from listening to y'all, seeing y'all doing the things we all got a long way to go, but just, feeling connected and seeing brothers that I, 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 you know, that I go back with like that kind of feel like they having the same energy that I was having. It just made me stop doing all the planning I was doing and just jump into action. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, 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 we matching and we, we similar paths in a way. So for me, like when I went to the Art Institute, cause I, I took video production two years of high school. Okay. So, and I had in my head, I was already the nicest person in my little area that came out of the program. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, I got the awards to prove it, but I ain't really here. To you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got my little, the equivalent of the, the Oscars. You know what I'm saying? I got yeah. like five of them joints, but I ain't really here to stun on nobody. You know what I mean? And said, really, my mantle was decorated before I ever <laughs> set foot in the Art Institute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I faced you before that. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and um, Mr. Rose, he gave me um, my only, like, extracurricular award beyond, like, the... Uh, all my extra regular words through school came through him, through the, uh, it was called the uh, Rand Report, the Rosies and all that. So his award system was called the Rosies and all that. Like, you know, I had that, but he even gave me like, a, um, I just, it's funny because people see stuff in you that you don't necessarily see in yourself. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, he had gave me this, uh, this award. So I got this little, um, this little thing in the mail saying, you need to come to this award ceremony at the school. Right. I'm like, I ain't getting nothing. Like my grades was trash. Everything. I'm like, yo, I, I'm not getting nothing. He gave me some type of rant or something, man. I love right. him. I'll be trying to find him. I don't even know if he's still alive, man. But I right. Like him, you know? like he's one of the people that saw, he basically let me do what I, what I wanted to do, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? He just, I don't know if that was by design or he just was being lazy. Whatever it was, it worked. Like, he just let me like, yo. I would be willing to bet, man, knowing you, that even, I mean, it's surprising to hear that you said that your grave was trash, but yeah. <laughs> just because how I see you, but I would be willing to bet, man, that that goes right back to what I said about putting that energy out there. And I would bet that your work ethic was probably the way that it was when I met you. You know what I'm saying? Because nah, that it was, was, it was, it was, it was, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like to do that. I, I go, I mean, now I do stuff that I want to do and go hard too. But back then, like television was my thing. So sports, right. basketball, then I realized I, I wasn't getting better. 
Right. I mean, in, in my head now, I think about it, like I shouldn't have quit, but like the television joint was my thing. I was staying at the school. I was produce mad show. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I probably now that you say, I never thought about. I probably was the hardest working one in the program. Dog. I mean, even when we did the the the, the tribe joint, right? Yeah. So it's funny because one of the reasons that I I, I and and no cop outs, but one of the reasons I think that um I didn't do as well in the art institute is because outside of you. I was, I didn't have nobody else. So like Rich and them who I was around all the time, they could sit there, smoke weed and they drawing their little books and they're doing their work. Like I needed people to come and get in front of the camera gotcha. and know every, all these big personalities, camera shy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember when it was just me and you, I think we was in Brian Gabriel's room or something like that. You just, and Tuesday was there and just as quick as you said it, we was doing it. It wasn't no, you know what I mean? Like there was no figuring it out. Like you had a plan and that's kind of always how it seemed like you moved. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So tell, tell the people, the listeners about who Victor, AKA speak Levinsky, you speak Levinsky. You got a couple monikers, yeah. I do. I do. Mm-hmm. Speak Levesky. I just did a song last night where I said I would speak Savalis, but yeah. Speak Savalis. <laughs> speak Sampras. Um, you tell, give people like some background. It's like where you from, what your parents did, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, man. So I was, um, you know, I was born in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, in Lauder Hill, Florida, Broward County Hospital, Broward General, I think it's called. Um, it, it, you know, my story is kind of interesting, bro. My my father was was uh, basically murdered two months before I was born, and it was um, some pretty some pretty deep stuff to where you know street shit was involved. Long story short, my mom basically joined the military to get us up out of there to uh, to avoid. Basically, people were still looking for money that they thought he had. It was something like that. So my mom kind of joined the military as like some witness protection type stuff. We was always on the on the move. And uh, like every three months we was moving. I mean, not three months, three years, we was moving somewhere. So uh, I think she, we, we first went to Virginia. I was in Norfolk. So I spent like, you know, first part of my childhood in Norfolk. Um, I got to Cali in 82. I stayed out in Cali from 82 to about, I don't know, 1990. And then I went overseas. Um, I started rapping uh, while I was in Cali. And it's funny because, you know, by the time you met me, I still felt, and to this day, I still feel like Cali had the biggest impact on my my character. Um, So in the 90s, when the East Coast, West Coast beef was actually happening, I didn't understand it because I grew up in Cali and all I did was listen to East Coast hip hop. And I was introduced by people from there. It wasn't like I brought it there with me because I got there at six years old. Um, You know, and we were still able to celebrate all the music that was coming out of Cali. There wasn't even a thought. Like, you know, a lot of people play, paid homage to New York back then. So we, it, it was just one of those things. But so anyway, I learned to rap out there. Uh, I came down to Florida. A cousin of mine taught me how to rap when I was like 10 years old. And uh, that became my passport. Uh, I went over to, I went overseas. I stayed out there for a minute. I was in London and Italy. My mom was stationed in Italy. I ended up having to go to this uh, boarding school when I hit high school um, on an Air Force base in London, which was, which was, you know, really the selling point for me when my mom told me we was going to move because I didn't want to move. You know, this was the first time that I had been, uh, somewhere where I had the same friends for a good amount of time. And it's my, you know, it's in the right smack dab in the middle of your formative years. This but is honest, in Cali. 
This is, yeah, get ready to leave Cali. So What part of Cali? Because Cali, Cali is... I was out in Southeast San Diego, man. Okay. Uh, Southeast San Diego. So, um... My mom told me I didn't want to go. You know, I was just starting to get cool. I was just starting to like girls. I was just learning how to dress. Like, you know what I mean? There's a whole lot going on in my young life. Uh, so, yeah, I got over to, I, I got overseas and there was nothing, bro. Like, I went from being, you know, a face in the crowd in Cali to being like, one of three black dudes, the best basketball, the best basketball player at the school. Like I went from being just a dude that could play a little bit to like, now I'm the best. Like I was the best at everything because you know, and it was, there was three, three brothers. Um, matter of fact, I think the second best basketball player was like a four foot tall Filipino kid. He was nice. He was nice. Um, but anyway, hip hop kind of really became my passport and, when you it's easy to make friends when you're like seven years old you know what i'm saying but when you start getting older and you start thinking you're cool or whatever you need to kind of have an entry point and, and hip-hop was my entry point other than that and walking onto a basketball court uh basketball court that was my entry point and how i made uh, met people um i stayed in that boarding school where it, it was cool, dog. The military life, I would say, as a military brat, uh, has its benefits when your family is actually involved in, like, military housing and stuff. My mom normally liked to not live in military housing, but when we lived overseas, she kind of took, she, 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 she used that, some of that a little bit. But it was just dope, man. And honestly, I think it, it although I said Cali has a big part of my, my, my character, I think that being exposed to certain things over there at a young age um, really opened my mind to understand that the world is bigger than if I would have stayed in Cali, my mind would have just been focused in Southeast San Diego, which is something that I saw when I went back in 09. Um, and a lot of people, man, that I seen that I knew from when I was a kid, you know, a lot of them, some of them was didn't really even want to go downtown with us, you know, to go and party because they wasn't really used to, to leaving the block or leaving the neighborhood or whatever. So I, they was kind of uncomfortable and they didn't know how to say it is how I how I took it so I think that um that little bit of traveling has made me feel like I could walk into any room and 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 talk to anybody uh and I think that's why a lot of people tend to guess that I'm a salesman you know I get that a lot lately I get that a lot they're like yo are you are you you must be a salesman and I'm like I just I'm just comfortable man you know it's funny that you say that because uh I didn't bounce around like that but uh I went through, I tell everybody, I mean, I'm sure this is like, yo, not this motherfucking story again. <laughs> I went to uh, 5K through eight schools. And like when you bounce around, like, so I bounced between Newark, Patterson, Trenton, and then um, in eighth grade, I moved to East Windsor, the suburbs. But it's like, yeah, you kind of sort of learn how to debt pretty fast, man, when you're moving around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All those people were, were like when the hood, like all the hoods was quote unquote, the hood quote unquote was similar. It was also different, you know what I'm saying? Right. It also was like a different, you know, like just going from one part of town to the next part of town in Patterson is, it's the same, but it's different though. You know, yeah. what I mean? you know what I'm saying? So you just learn to, and I'm the new kid all the time. So all the time, new kid syndrome, bro. Yeah. yeah. So I got to figure out, you know, this, I, I, this is me. So I got comfortable with being me early. Like I actually don't, it's one time, one brief moment in my life that I felt like I was actually doing something that wasn't me. You know what I'm saying? And it's funny, you knew me. Um, it was around the time like like uh like 21, 22, 23, around them periods. Okay. I was, um 
So this is like when Bad Boy was hot and um like my cousin, you know, he was he was doing his thing, you know, and he was into like, you know, music and the streets or whatever. And he was like buying all this high end stuff. And that's I started buying high end because I was hanging with him. Like, right. you know, the iceberg and whiskey and, uh, and then I'm like, and then, then one day I woke up like, yo, I don't even like this shit, man. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like, like, yo, just give me my polo shirt. I'm cool with that. Like, I don't even like this. I don't even like it, man. Like, yeah. it, it didn't last long. It only lasts about six to eight months, maybe. And I was just like, what? I think we all go through that phase, though, man. You, you know, it's kind of like um, where you... We all are, are fish to the trends and stuff to up into a certain age where you realize you see it for what it is. Like after you go through a couple trends, like say for instance, I think for me it clicked when if you remember Naughty by Nature uh, kind of brought back those um they're like sleeping hats or yeah, whatever yeah, with yeah, the yeah, little tie on it. So dog, I feel like I bought like two or three of those in one week because I used to have it in my back pocket. It'd always fall out. And I was like, yo, why do I keep buying this joint, dog? Like, I could make this out of a T-shirt. And I'm like, and, and I'm like, I'm like, yo, this is, I was like, and, and really, I'm just doing it because it's hot right now. I was like, you know, this is like, you know, just like them loud ass colors pants, man. Like, yeah, I grew out of that quick. I had purple pants, like crazy green pants. Yeah, like, and it's like, yo, why am I, why am I rocking this? Just because it's hot right now, I would have never in a million years thought to own a pair of purple pants. So the only time I remember, like, I mean, I'm sure I did it as like a young, really young kid, but you don't control what you wear in a way. You know what I mean? When you just trying, right. you just trying to fit in. But like, like as I got like a teenage. Only time teenage young adult that I really remember like following the trend and doing it was that it was like around like twenty two, yeah, twenty two and twenty three, and I was just like, it, it, like I said, it was short because I, I, I actually did the opposite of what, of what I thought, what everybody else thought was cool. Like, so I never did the fatigue shit. Like, I never did right. That. I never did the dirty look. You know what I'm saying? Like that always kind of I now see me. I did I did the fatigue just because that kind of grounded me back in my whole military brat shit. I, yeah. I know a lot of people, like, uh, some of the cats at the school really was on their baby Wu-Tang stuff, but, yeah, 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 you I know, like, yeah. like, to me, my I come from a family where really the only people in my family that was not military is, like, me, my grandmother, and my brother, but, like, my aunt, my, my yeah. uncle, my mom, my grandfather, like, everybody has served, so... Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm kind of. That wasn't a judgment on you, but I'm just saying it's like I just never did it. You know what I mean? I, oh yeah, yeah, no, I ain't take it that way, bro. Yeah, I ain't I take never, it that way. I never, I never did like the the baby Wu Tang dirty look. I never did. Yeah. Because I was just yeah. like, yo, that shit looks crazy. You look dirty. You know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> First I mean? of all, you look you dirty. Look dirty. Yeah, you look dirty, and you, you, I don't know if you're dirty or not, but you look dirty. It just was <laughs> never my. It was, and it was just never my thing. Like I just never, right. I never really followed the trends that in a sense that I felt like I had to do that to the quote I was just me, man. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I'm black too, so I, I am aware of appearances and all that. I ain't gonna say I'm completely 100% not affected by what people think of me. You know what I'm saying? We all are to a certain degree. Right. Like, I never was like, I'm doing that because it's hot. You know what I'm saying? Except yeah. for that brief moment in time and I did and I was just like, like I said, I snapped out of that shit real quick. Like, yo, I don't even really like this shit, man. Yeah. For me, it was jerseys, dog. I went and bought a Warwick Dunn jersey, right? I remember I went to the gallery. I bought a Warwick Dunn, and that's because Tampa had just changed their colors. And I always still, I like repping where where I'm from. So I, I, and my Dolphins was trash. So uh, I wanted to get a Warwick Dunn jersey. So I went and get the Warwick Dunn jersey. I was actually staying with Nova and um, 
and Will at the time over off of Fairmount. And I remember coming back, trying it on in the bathroom, and I'm like, damn, it looks so much better in the store. So I went back to the Foot Locker and got a Charles Woodson jersey. So now I got the the, the, the Raiders silver and black joint, and I get it home. I'm like, yeah, it's dope, dog, but, like, I just spent like $60 that I don't have really. <laughs> so I took it back and I got it back. And from that time on, I was always conscious of what I was doing and if it was just trendy or did I actually want it or did I actually need it? You know what I'm saying? It's funny that uh, the Jersey joint, cause um, Mitchell Ness used to be on what, what street was that? Chestnut or something like that? Chestnut, yeah. Yeah, so, so and, and, and can verify this too. So this was an intern with Hype Williams, right? And at the time, people wasn't into jerseys yet. Like, you know what I'm saying? Jersey's kind of sort of was an early 90s thing, then it faded out. Then it faded, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, Pete wasn't, the Jersey wave then hit back again. So, I went into the Mitchell and Ness store. I think the dude was the owner or the kid, or the son of the owner or whatever. Yeah. And I can tell you this. I said, yo, they weren't moving stuff like that because nobody was on it like that. No, It was really right. just for collectors, like people that really actually collected. wanted a Joe Montana jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. on some, yo, we, I'm putting this in my office on a, you know what I'm saying? On yeah. A, on the wall, like real, real, uh, they have a name for it, like sports, sports memorabilia collectors. Yeah. They really before. And Mitchell Ness, they here, they probably can verify this too. So I, I, I went in the store. So um, Ant was with me. I said, the dude was there. Cause I think back then all of them was handmade too. I don't think they all handmade no more. Every jersey was handmade. So I said, nah, you, you could buy them joints in um, Marshall's. They ain't handmade no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he blew up. So I was like, yo. I told the dude like, why don't you make a um a Denver jersey, the the Denver joint with the the rainbow with the the mountain. Yeah. He was like, he looked me dead in my face. He's like, yo, nobody's gonna buy that. He was like, they they have nobody, they have no superstar on the team that I could I could market that jersey to. Right. And I was like, yo, people not gonna buy it for the t- for the player. They're gonna buy it for the colors. And he was but, like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this little motherfucker don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, he don't know nothing about business and sports memorabilia. I'm, I'm good on that sports collectible. And then, like a year, maybe it was a year later, that shit blew up. I don't know yeah. who was the first person in the video to, to rock the joint. But even when I was going to New York, the height when we was going to the office, people. So I had the, uh, I had the Dr. J. I ended up being a Dr. J joint. And I wore it to the office on time. People was like, yo, yo, where you get that from? Where you get the Dr. J jersey one, the blue, the blue one for the Nets. And they was like, yo, where you get that? And I told them, and they was like, yo, can you give me one, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I was like, yo, whatever. Like, but they never gave me the money. And it was like, nobody had seen that shit at the time. You know what yeah. I mean? It's crazy. And I paid way too much money for that jersey. Um, but at that time, it was wilder. Um, yeah, no, it was it was dumb expensive, boy. I was I was a, a a starving artist by definition, man. Like I I couldn't even at a certain point now. See, like I said, you know, as I said, the sixty dollar jersey had me tripping. Um, so I did walk in Mitchell and Ness uh, one day after coming from the gym. I used to work out at the Twelfth Street gym, and that was the first time that I, I noticed it, and it wasn't really popping at the time. And I seen the Joe Montana jersey. And I was like, oh, they got a Joe Montana jersey? Yeah. I went and looked at that price tag, and I was like, yep. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, yep, yeah. they got a Joe Montana jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, See, a lot of people don't know. I mean, people that know is going to know, but, like, yeah, their store wasn't that big. It was just right. like a little joint on the, on the street. 
It I'm looks. Sure. It really did look like a memorabilia store. Yeah, so like, was, I feel like I could have got football cards there or something. Yeah, it was. It was. That's the dude. The dude told me like, nah, this is what we into. He basically told me like, yo, you don't know what you're talking about. Like nobody's gonna buy that because there's nobody on their team notable from back then. So right. When I make the jersey, you know what I'm saying. Now I had to respect it. And right. So, I'm not saying that I called the trend, but you know what I'm saying. It ended up being a trend, and it is what it is. But uh, oh, all right. So so Florida. So you said. Where is what part of Florida again? I was born, I, I was I was born yeah Broward County man Fort Lauderdale Fort also Lauderdale, okay. yeah, yeah Fort Lauderdale um oh uh, a fun fact is man uh Fort Lauderdale in Fort Lauderdale my great grandfather is credited now this may or may not be true you know how history books are but uh it's something that I I, I would say I, I take pride in my great my great grandfather is credited with being um the one of the first African Americans to settle in Fort Lauderdale. Oh um, shit, that's dope, yeah. And they do they do a little show on like whatever would be the PBS channel where they show my family sitting in front of the house and talking about, you know, my grandfather's trials and his journey to become an entrepreneur. Uh, we got ties to, I don't know if you're familiar with uh Wayne Heisinger. He used to own Blockbuster, and then he eventually owned the Dolphins and the Marlins and basically almost every sports team. Um, my grandfather sold him a trash business, and uh, I don't know what year it was, but he sold him a trash business, and um, that was his actual first business that he had ever bought. So he oh, wow. actually he actually um, kind of stayed real close to my family, not like he was the family friend that we could hit up for money or nothing. But, you know, anytime something happened, like when my grandfather passed away, he came through to the funeral uh, when he when the Marlins first came out, like he, you know, it wasn't nothing to get tickets, anything like that. Um, so my great grandfather, I think, really, you know, he was a cowboy. This we had a horse. So my my great grandfather, man, he was a he was a wild dude, man. Like he was, I guess, what would be the stereotypical man um, in terms of what people think of a man. But he was like a real black cowboy, you know, horses. I remember when I was like five or six, he had chickens in the backyard. Yo, he would grab a chicken by the neck and just pop, and then all the yellow blood was uh, like it was some real country stuff, but in the middle of a city. So. You know, he had all these grandkids and they wanted a horse. Uh, one day I come over there and my man got a horse in the front yard and he kept that horse there for, I don't know, six months to a year until the neighbors complained that the horse was leaning over the fence eating the trees. But just imagine, bro, like this wasn't, I'm not talking about acres. I'm not talking about a farm. I'm not talking about anywhere where this horse could run. <laughs> like we had a horse in the front yard of my right grandfather's house. Like, like, like a dog. Like a dog house, <laughs> word, word, yeah. word. Like in the driveway, there was a horse. <laughs> That's crazy. Bro. You know what I'm saying? They recently named that street uh, after my family, Porter Road, man. But, you know, from that side of my family spawn, I was just thinking about this last night when I was thinking about, because I kind of know some of your questions, obviously. Like I said, I got the playbook. Mm -hmm. and, and for the first time, I realized that almost all of my family members from that side um, have some kind of entertainment background uh and most of us, I would say, ha are, have achieved the equivalent of, let's say, an overseas basketball player that either leaves the NBA or, or doesn't make it to the NBA. I have several brothers, uh, cousins, I should say, that play D1 football. 
Um, a few of them were drafted, you know, play in the NFL. I had my one cousin, shout out DP, Daryl Porter. He used to call call the Franklin House phone when I was over there in Franklin House. And I, sometimes I didn't know if Cuz wanted to talk to me or he just wanted people to know he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But he like, yo, Vic there, tell him it's Daryl Porter from the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> and every time I would come and be some random, yo, you got a cousin that played for the Steelers? I'm like, how you know that? Yeah, he called, he told us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love him though. That's son. my he big cousin. Yeah, man. He was young, bro. My cousin's probably like one year older than me. Yeah. Uh, I was very, very happy for him because again, man, this goes back to what I said earlier about putting the work in. My cousin Daryl, bro, it, it's almost like a no-brainer for him to have went pro because the whole time throughout our childhood, he was that cousin that was never around because he was always in a football camp. He was always in the baseball camp. He was always in, he played everything, man. He was built like Bo Jackson in high school. Um, so yeah, man. And then, you know, I got people that my, so I got ladies that was uh, cousins and aunts that was either, you know, actresses uh, in Miami Vice. I got uh, my cousin who I actually, my cousin that I'm going to fight you over after the show. Uh, <laughs> she was actually an elephant trainer in the Universal Circus. Oh. Um and so she was she was in the circus life for a long time. Um, I think at one point she actually was married to the to the ringleader and everything. But, you know, my aunt and, and all of them, they all got that entertainment background. So, um, you know, it's 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 a it's something that I think runs in the blood, bro, because I, I come from a family of some pretty funny. Um, they could talk to anybody type of people, you know what I mean? And, and genuine, genuine people. So I think that when I was thinking about that last night, I was like, man, it ain't even like you did this on your own, man. Like this is in you. Like this is a gene thing. Like you didn't, you didn't create you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So we all, we all a mixture of nature and nurture. Like no, nobody's on. I like that. Scientifically proven like which one is, it determines a lot, but yeah, you, you can't, you can't run from the genetics, man. Like, you know, I was looking at um this uh you probably seen it, it's out of Florida. The uh what was the drug king pen queen pen lady? What was it called? Uh Griselda. Griselda, yeah, yeah, Griselda. The, what was the series called? Cocaine um, Cowboys, I cocaine think. Cocaine Cowboys, yo. And as they got one of the dudes on there and he was like, Yo, I came from a, a good family. My parents did this thing. He was like, Yo, I was gonna get it. He's like, This is just who I am, which is a bad motherfucker. So he said, Right, kind of like that. I don't know if you remember that. I caught it and it, and it stood out to me because you know it, it works both ways. Like, some people just want to be who they are on a positive, like super duper positive, no matter what's yeah. going to happen to them. And some people going to be super duper negative, no matter what's going to happen to them. Like, most of us are in the middle, right? Like, right, between the average, like, nobody wants to think they average, but most of us is in that little space right here, you know, then you got the streams, then you got that, like, you know, so, um, you know, it's interesting that you say, you say it was in you, um, which, um, it's kind of a great pivot point in a way. Cause we talked about stuff being in you. we talked about, um, having a self-talk and I didn't put this together until just now, the name of the rap group you were in was called schools of thought. Yeah. Yeah. Schools of thought. And you never, did you ever even think about that on like, cause you be talking about your thought patterns and yeah. Yeah. I mean, but see, I was, bro, sometimes I go back and I look at some of the things that I used to doodle as far as my rhymes or just 
journaling or whatever, I felt like I was way so much deeper than I, I am now back then. Like when I read that stuff and uh, me and my cousin Milk, I don't know if you remember Milk, but me and my cousin Milk, we used to go to that Barnes and Noble on Walnut Street all the time. I would go there, man, and I would buy so many books. Half of them I probably would only read two or three chapters of uh-huh. before I felt like I got what I need. Like, and that's weird because I feel like you get the message sometimes that you're supposed to get. Mm-hmm. And it ain't really for you to read the whole book. And but I used to read nothing but shit thinking books, dog, like mm-hmm. theory books. Um, one of the joints that I read was called uh, it's Deepak. I always mess my man's name Deepak. up. Deepak Chopra. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I call him Chakra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, dynamics of time and space. It was something else beyond infinite knowledge or something like that. Yeah, yeah, but it's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah. an orange book and um the orange with the little the dots and stuff on it yeah so i was reading stuff like that when we was there and um one of the things that really stood out to me about that book was when uh, every time i try to explain it it still make me kind of think in circles but it was kind of like he was saying that we never really and this goes back to michael jordan everything's connected it's like we're never really present is basically what he was saying he's like no matter what you're doing you're always either reenacting the pattern that you always do or something that you've heard, this is how it was handled, or something that you've seen of how it was handled. But you're never doing it. You're never making a new choice. You're never making a whatever. So when I read that, that's almost like I think when I stopped reading the book. Because from that moment on, I'm like, ah, yeah. if I normally zig here, I'm going to zag the next time that happens. And, and it just, it just kind of changed. But so, yeah, I knew that I was deep. I look back as that being my pretentious period, if, if I was to be honest. Uh, I think that a lot of us backpack rappers back then was a bunch of pretentious little assholes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you talked about a couple of rappers that I don't, I don't know if we want to break. I ain't going to bring them up. You bring nah, them up. Nah, I've gotten older, so I don't necessarily want to say names and put bad energy. I got a lot of good energy surrounding me right now, so I don't really want to, you know. But, you know, we entitled to our opinion. Some people I liked, some people I didn't. I don't mean personally. I just mean their music. But um, in terms of that pretentiousness, um, I never really identified with schools of thought in terms of wanting to be the next KRS-One sounding group or any of that. Like, now I was a native tongue, so hardcore native tongue tribe. You couldn't tell me tribe wasn't the best group in the world. Uh, Grew up on De La Soul, all of that type of stuff. But I did not want to... Similar to what you said, to where you said, you know, some people to the extreme, most people in the middle. I always wanted to feel like I had a choice to walk that line. Like, I wanted to be somewhere in between. Now, I wanted to be somewhere in between Tribe and Red Man or somewhere in between. Like, give me the room to do what I want to do. Because when we first start rhyming in a schoolyard and somebody's beatboxing, you could say a whole lot of things that don't necessarily represents you in that moment or whatever and it's just like everybody's enjoying the vibe um i think it started getting to the point to where you know as hip-hop evolved um we really started making you stay in your lane like you know what i'm saying like you had to if 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 you was like take the young mcs or all the old dudes that tried to make a comeback by being hardcore you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so we got mad when Hammer uh, came back trying to be hard, but I heard that he was trying to put a hit on third base. So maybe he was, maybe he earned earned the right to look hard in the video. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's that, that came out years later, that story that he actually, you know, yeah. wasn't yet. Yeah, so 
Yeah, that's interesting because the thing the thing that's interesting about rap music as a genre, hip hop, if you want to call it, um, is that like this whole notion that the shit is real. You know what I'm saying? Like, you I hate that though. I hate that. Bro. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's where I'm going. It's like. Come on, man. It's just what's relative like, to me ain't always gonna be relative to you. Yeah, yeah. This shit and, and the fact that 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 keeping it real becomes a standard actually dilutes it and make it not real. Not real. Not real <laughs> so it's like and then like you know I kind of knew the shit wasn't real anyway. But then when I interned for Hype Williams and you seeing like this shit is rented, you know what I'm saying? Like this is not your car. You know what I mean? I knew that before, but when you really really see it, you like. Yo, business, yo. A funny story is I remember when I used to drive cabs uh, out there in Philly. Um, I, I and I, you know, I like I said, pretentious asshole. I don't listen to the radio. I don't, uh, but when I was in the cab, one of my cabs ain't have no CD player, and so I had to listen to the radio. I remember Power ninety nine. Somebody called up and was like, "Yo, I just seen DMX in in West Philly in a Chinese store, and he just he just gave me his chain. It's iced out." He said, I got it home and got it appraised. This shit ain't even real. <laughs> I'm like, no, you a dumbass for thinking that. He just yanking off chains and tossing them to you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's interesting, man. It is interesting how we, um, and it's unfortunate that, uh, um, you know, Schools of Thought was the most successful that I had been. Um, and, and the members of that group, both are no longer active hip hop wise. Um, Intense is now uh, doing another genre of music. Uh, he just kind of started doing that maybe, I want to say last year or, or, or late 2019. Um, my man Tax, you know, he's involved with music, but not so much hip hop or as an artist. So it's easy for me to be like, well, if my peers ain't doing it, uh, maybe they know that maybe I'm delusional and, and, and I just, I'm that, that old ball player that, that don't know when it's time to hang it up. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's funny, man, because I went on Christmas break PTO and there's a young dude at my job, slightly younger. And uh, I just played a couple songs for him. I, I, I'll be honest with you, D man. And over the years, I don't walk around with a catalog. What? Oh, your, your glasses got dark on me. I was like, yo, did he just change up for me? Nah, just, it's that, that, uh, I was like, yo, I thought he got on the Snapchat filter. <laughs> that's, that's funny. So, you know what? I got to keep that in mind because it automatically, well, you know, you, 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 a yeah, 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 yeah. the lights on the camera automatically address it. Adjusted, yeah. yeah. So, so I don't walk around with my catalog or timeline or time capsule of things that I've actually done right like mm -hmm. that that's not at the front of my brain especially since a lot of it you know is kind of in the rear view and over the years the last 10 years i probably just had little features that i've done on people's stuff mm -hmm. so it's real easy for me to if i mention that i'm entertaining that idea and someone makes it seem like it's far-fetched it's real easy for me to forget no you've already done it before this isn't mm -hmm. it's far-fetched for somebody that's deciding at this age to start now yeah. But it's like, you know, kind of like a, a, a actor. You know, actors can take off 20 years. You know what I'm saying? John Travolta did that before Pulp Fiction came out. Yeah. Um, so it really took for, I would say, coming into 2020, I told my man, I took like two weeks PTO. I said, when I come back, um, I would like to have completed the EP. Uh, well, that didn't happen. 
<laughs> it didn't happen. But I, I formulated a plan with him that I started like around February the 8th, I want to say was the launch date. And, and I was like, yo, man, let's just start recording. Let's just start recording for no purpose. Because I realized that every time I, it's like when you got a girlfriend that ain't your girlfriend, but the moment you call her your girlfriend, shit start going left, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anytime that I just record without any titles or I'm working on this double-end album like i seem to be so much in a freer space if i don't tell the world that i'm doing it then there's less pressure right so uh -huh. we started getting in the space of just recording 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 um and it was fun um before i did that he kind of turned me on to i guess this generation's group of rappers that would have been who i would have listened to if they was out when i was younger you know what i'm saying like uh -huh. they were kind of the modern version or the 1.0s, or uh, oh, yeah. if you could say it. So that that um, opened up the hunger in me because back then I used to want to be the best. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to imagine myself as I was writing. I imagined the lunchroom or wherever I was rhyming the most often. If it was a corner, a street corner, or if it was the lunchroom, that's I imagined the faces in the lunchroom every time I wrote. So. I'm older now, man. I don't care about that. I don't need you to think that I'm the best. I don't even want to be the best. I just want to make the best music that I can. I, I, I don't even really want to call myself a rapper. I want to be a musician. I want to push myself to do different things. Um, so a lot of times when I want to collab with people and they send me like a basic boom bap beat, like I'm disappointed because I've been rhyming on those beats all my life. Like send me something that... I don't even know how I'm going to rhyme to this. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, push me. So um, that happened with the whole, my man got me plugged into some things that's going on now. I became a fan again, which I think was very important. Um, then the corona hit. I'm working from home. I convinced myself I was going to clean up my whole crib. I started playing nothing but my songs, like from the earliest day that I could find. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dog, you're pretty good, man. Mm -hmm. But it's it's... It's, it's, it's easy when you don't, because I mean, I don't run around like it's kind of like I got pictures of myself on the wall in every corner of my house. It's not like that. It's not like I come in and be like, you know what you want to listen to? You want to listen to some speakeasy. Like it ain't, yeah, yeah, it, I don't yeah. do that. You know what I'm saying? The only yeah. time I do that is when I first created, but then on to the next, or I might not listen to myself for months. Or if it randomly comes on to my iTunes um, shuffle or whatever, mm -hmm. then I'm like, oh, okay. So this day I consciously listen to all of my stuff because I do worry that I could be delusional sometimes, right? Like yeah. maybe you don't notice you ain't got it, kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I'm listening. Delusion is not bad though. A little bit, of, but yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that whole thing, the only person that's got to believe is you. you, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. so, so yeah, you do need a little bit of that, but as I'm listening, and it's, I especially love when I hear stuff that I forget recording and I go to fuck off on it. Like if it's something that I forgot I recorded and I'm like, when the hell did I do that? Yeah. Like here I am thinking that I'm this most basic person. And then I hear something that I've done to where it's like, damn, you like on a, uh, what's the, the, the pole vault in the Olympics with that joint. You got yeah. the rings now. You, you know what I mean? You spinning around like yeah. you know, sometimes you hear yourself and it's like, damn, man, you like prancing all over that beat. Um, and it took for me to do that. And when I'm doing that, I'm also kind of, you know, judging myself versus the people that are on the song, you know, how I felt like they carried their part. Um, what part did I play in the in the in the song's tension? Because really that's what makes hints. It's, it hits. It's the tension. It's the rise and fall of the song. And 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 I realized that 
it's not that I'm the best rapper, bro. It's not that I got the crazy metaphors or whatever. I know how to use my voice. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I've mastered using my voice and I think it helps that I used to do improvisational acting. So I well, you did that. Man, we got I got to bring you back to talk about that. When we was in our institute, I did it for an HIV outreach project. But um, I think I remember that. I yeah, that was a little one of one of the things I did, and it was. I, I would say that it made me very good when it came time for touring because we did all of the uh, enunciation and pronunciation exercises and the projection of your voice to the yeah. back of the room. Yeah. So it, it really, it really helped out a lot. But anyway, after listening to myself, man, I realized that I was the problem. Like I was the problem as to why nothing was happening. It wasn't because um, it wasn't because I wasn't good enough. It's because then the same time it took for me to become a fan, everything, everything he played for me, I didn't like. There were still people that I was like, oh, this dude's whack as hell. Like, I'll eat his lunch. Like, you know, and I'm not a battle cat, but I feel like I make quality stuff. I can take a song. I feel like one of my strengths is, you know, I think we both agreed that when we did video, we liked editing, right? Yeah. Um, I think I could take a song and I could take a song that I'm not even a part of that's already in existence and arrange it better than it is if it's whack. Yeah. And at least make it not whack. You know what I'm saying? Like, so um, that's a part of sometimes when I'm writing with uh, other people, I'm not trying to be the one that's shining. If I feel like this person is all the way this way and this person all the way here, then I got to be Bill Cartwright and bring it center. So I know all of I these. That bar. I quote it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I know, I know all of these, I know all of these little tips and tricks now. It's like, it's, 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 it's like if Dwayne Wade would have act, ever actually got a jump shot, you know what I'm saying? Like a consistent one, you know what I'm saying? Like, so like, but Jordan did, Kobe did. Um, so when I watched that, 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 um, that last dance, bro, I, I did see a lot of myself in the way that I think about music. Not necessarily like, yo, I'm the GOAT, but the way that I think about it, I'm like, yo, I, I do all of that stuff to push myself. I'm I'm looking at everything. So let's say this WAP, this WAP song, right? Or WAP, however you say it. Uh, yesterday was probably one of the first days that I was on Facebook heavy. And it's mostly because my birthday was the other day and everybody oh, was saying happy birthday. Did I get you happy birthday? No, I don't think so, brother. But it's all good. Thank you. I'm celebrating for like the next the the, the next month and a half. Yeah. So happy birthday, brother. Thank you, family. Um, but you know that's why I was on because I always, like I said, I don't like to be somebody that's just out here looking looking at my likes. Oh, they love me. Like I want to thank everybody that's taking the time to spend that time whatever it is on my page. Cause it's a song and you wish me happy birthday. You took that energy out. I want to give it back to you. So that's why I was spot checking my joint. So I could, you know, kind of send that love back. But, um, that's what everybody was talking about. Even Kwame, uh, Kwame had this whole thing, this whole long post about it. My point, um, in, in saying that Kwame is that yeah, we was talking about, yeah, we was talking about Kwame. Yeah. That, that Kwame. Yeah. Okay. But but so the the WAP song WAP song is everywhere. I don't even know why I was about to bring that up actually. But the WAP so it's everywhere, right? Um, yeah, I really lost my point, bro. When you asked me about Kwame and my birthday, man. Nah, I was trying to cause cause you you saying a lot of stuff, but listeners might not know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just asking you like clarifying questions. Well, no, that's cool. But so what was the last clarifying question, bro? Because I just had one of those pothead moments, man. I ain't going to lie to you. (laughs) I said, so so when you said even Kwame went on the rant about it, so he was talking about you, you, you were 
So when you saw the last dance, you said you approached music like you. Oh, right. Okay. So, yeah, thanks for bringing it back, bro. So, yeah, this makes sense. So that song, when I finally watched it, and, and it's funny because everything was in synchronicity. Uh, one of my homegirls sent me a link to the video. Uh, Core pops into our chat and says, yo, I'm about to make a shirt. Um, and I'm like, all right, I don't even know what this is. Let me go check it out. Um, I'm, I'm not of this generation. That song was trash. I mean, even if I wanted to put a two live crew spin on it and be like, oh, well, two live crew did it. I heard, I seen somebody say that. Well, if guys could do it, why can't women do it? It's a stripper classic. If I look at it from that lane, then I don't, I don't mind it. But my point is the song doesn't have to be great. I'm going to break down every song as to why it's going to work. Right. Or why it's not going to work. So it's not about the quality of what they were saying, or I'm trying to see why, tell you why they could never uh, flow with Lauren Hill. Like it, it's not that. It's it's more so of I'm going to tell you why it works, not so much why it don't work for me, but why it works. Mm-hmm. And there will be a point where some of those things, not necessarily from the content standpoint, but the things that make it work, um, I will apply down the line. Like, like I said, the most common thing that most songs have that are hit songs, um, they have a rise and fall in the tension of the song. Um, most, if you really start listening to the song, you great songs, especially classic songs. When you start talking about, uh, when they was actually had instrumentation and stuff like that with bridges and yeah. all of that type of stuff. But, uh, so that's where I was going with that whole last dance thing, man. I am a think tank when it comes to how to get the results that I'm going for or how to improve or enhance enhance a song so um fast forward to what i'm doing i believe that the music is only going to be the small part of it man i say all of that and tell you you know how how (laughs) how good i think that i am but i think that it's going to end up being a stepping stone for something else my ultimate goal is to pretty much journal this journey of somebody who has had success in a world that don't exist no more in music Mm -hmm. and then have to try to figure it out in this in this climate what are all the steps that you have to do? Because like you said, investing yourself, you can do it yourself. Um, and a lot of these resources in 2003, I had a lot of the same ideas, but the technology hadn't caught up to my ideas yet. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like um, everything is the perfect time and it just wasn't on my timing. And it's almost like God is funny because when I was young, I used to call myself VLC, the child prodigy. That was actually one of my first names. My real first name was Dr. V because everybody was Dr. Something when I first started, right? So you, then you started I started a long time ago. You was Dr. Yeah, yeah. I should have said that. I said, hey, yo, cut that out, dog. Date myself. They're like, damn, yeah. Dr. V, kid. But um, so then I went to VLC, my initials or whatever, and then TLC came out and, um, you know, I kind of felt like that I probably need to think about a name change. Um, but, uh, you know, basically now I want to, I want to, um, like journal that man and, and show people that f- for the very same reasons why I think people would think that I couldn't do it. That makes me a perfect example to show you why, when I have the success that I'm going to have, um, that you could do it too. Like, so that's my, that's my, I want to take something that I'm good at that for some reason, I, the people, there will be people to tell me that I can't achieve these things. I don't give you numbers as to what my target is. You know what I'm saying? Um, I done told you that one thing that I find too, I look backwards instead of forwards. If I look forward, then it seems like I got so much further to go. If I look back on the 90 days where I, I created all this stuff out of nothing in 90 days, it's a, it's very inspiring. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm saying that with myself with, but go ahead. But but that's that's overall what every every action that I'm taking right now is leading to. It's leading to 
um, that kind of coaching and I'm a positive person, bro. I'm a positive person. And I don't necessarily feel comfortable calling myself a motivational speaker. So I got to start in a lane that I know best. That that would probably be the best way to say it. Yeah, that's what's up. Because I, I like I like the looking back um, thing. Because I, I, I say 316, um, 2000 is when, you know, we officially shut down. And, um, you know, I started running. And only because the gym was closed. And I was like... When I first started, I couldn't even run three minutes straight. You know right. And I'm putting running in quotes because I'll be seeing people numbers and they really running. <laughs> I'm jogging. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, that's, that's more than what I was doing pre-316. You know what I'm saying? Just being yeah. active, bro. Being Be active. active. So it's like, um, and, you know, I, I tell people that I'm trying to come, uh, lead, I'm trying to be better uh, post-COVID than I was pre-COVID, meaning that, my system's in place for business. My system's in place for life. Like, a lot of this stuff, I'll be dropping the, the quote-unquote Jews or whatever, but I don't necessarily apply them to my life like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I give you some hot shit, but am I going to do it? It's right. different. So it's now, creating habits, though, right? Like, it's, all, it's, all, it's all habitual. So now that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm making it a habit and being intentional and making sure that I do the things that I tell everybody else to do that I think they should do that will make their life better. And I'm doing business being active with it. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I could give you some hot shit, but right. am I going to actually follow what I gave you? Probably not most of the time. You know what right. I'm going to follow it somewhat because I don't, I don't tell people stuff that I don't necessarily believe in, but I'm definitely not doing it. I definitely wasn't doing it on a level that I should have been doing it. Right. So now that's my intent and focus is to do you know, exactly the things that I tell people to do until it doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. And I realized, you know, it's, it's nothing wrong with saying like, yo, that didn't work. That goes back to the, the pivoting and, and, and testing, and testing these things. And one of the things that you said that you, that you're doing that I need to start doing, and I'm going to do this once we get off the phone and make sure I, I just carve out that space is like journaling, journaling, the journal, the, 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 journey. the journey. journey. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Cause you know when you say you hear songs, you be like, "Yo, I, 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 I ain't even. I don't even remember that. That shit is hot." I be reading some stuff that I wrote like years ago, and I'm like, "Yo, this shit kind of fire." Like I, didn't yeah. even know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, and obviously, I'm biased. I'm talking about myself, but I'm like, "Yo, I don't even remember." I don't nah, even I was on when I wrote that. You know what I'm saying? But but that's the thing. So I I truly believe that when I hear stuff that I don't remember recording. Yeah, because there's times like if it's with somebody else, I think I'm listening to their song and then out of nowhere, I hear my voice. So I think that I'm able to critique it better because I don't know what the words are going to be next. Like when I know what the words are going to be next, then I'm kind of listening for the pronunciation of them. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm sitting here like, okay, I'm going to say this. How did I say this? Did I freak it? Did I, was I on the snare? Like, um, Whereas if I don't even know I'm on it or forget, like, I don't remember the beat. Normally the beat will trigger you, but it's like, what is this beat? Like, I don't even know who made this beat. And then I start rhyming. I'm like, oh, when did I do this? There's, trust me, dog. I I do have stuff that I say, oh, that shit is whack. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, if you, if you not, and I think this is what, what this generation is missing for better and worse. They don't have like the middleman. Like, so the middleman, um, will basically tell you like, no, that shit is trash. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you had a good middleman, like, yo, and they had they had your your best interest and their company's best, like, yo, that shit is not going to be what it is. Like, I but think you, like, go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say that that, that can, I agree with you because like when I, when I share my stuff with people, yeah. I can tell when I'm getting a, yo, that's dope. And either they didn't really listen to it or they was going to tell me that that was already a canned answer. You know what I'm saying? But then at the same time, I've also been in sessions with other artists that don't understand how my brain works. So when I'm telling them what my vision is, if I've already started the song, they're spending time trying to tell me why it won't work or trying to change my vision. But then if they just ride it out with me when it's over, they'd be like, aha, you know what I mean? Like the dude from coming to America. So, so that's, that's the thing. That's the best and worst thing about, what's going on to now is because you don't have that middleman. So, right. you know, you don't have the middleman telling you what they think is going to be hot. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I mean, obviously we got it in our everyday lives, but it's really, you can test it. Like, yo, you can test to see what works. Right. Like song, put it out there. If it doesn't get the, put a couple of dollars behind it. If it doesn't get the reaction that you think it should get, go back to the drawing board. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm still going to run my house songs through monikers that y'all don't even know about. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to test them out like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to be over here with that, making them glow stick friendly songs that y'all ain't even going to know it's me. Yo, do what you got to do. Um, yo, I know uh, um, it's a couple artists. I ain't going to put them out there and producers that got like uh, like real deal hits in that in that space. And you would just never know because they don't yeah. they don't do it under like their household name, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like you don't, you don't, if you check, if you check the, the publishing, you will see it, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay. Well, now it's also so easy, bro. I was really surprised at that single that I put out that I was able to license that the sample was from Fifth Dimension, the Let the Sunshine joint. Mm-hmm. I mean, I let, I licensed that joint for like $10. I'm like, how is this even possible? Uh, you know why? Because it's just, it's like, this is, is my, my, I, I don't know. I didn't do any research in this. This is me <laughs> thinking as a, as an attorney and, and a business person is because it's happening so much that they can't illegally, you know what I'm saying? People on it. They can't stop it. So it's a little bit and you can't, so if something's going, you know what I'm saying? You can't like, in my head, like, you can't be like, I mean, you can be like, nah, you can't do that because you want to do it anyway. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, you might well get the $10. You know what right, I mean? right, you know what right. Mean? If you don't, he's still going to release the song. You can't stop it. You know what I'm saying? Right. You get the $10, you're part of it. And then if it make any money, you're getting some money too. So, yeah. So it, it just, that's just me thinking out loud. Like I said, I did zero research. So I'd be looking at like, like the NBA. Cause like for me, at least in my, my YouTube feed, like uh like I'm gonna say a good eighty five percent of that stuff is not the owners that's putting it up. You know what I'm saying? Like right. they like they edited they, they edited a uh NBA video and they commented on it or they just doing the highlights and all that. And I'd be thinking like from Lloyd's standpoint, like I know the Lloyd's is when it when this first started happening, the Lloyd's was like it billing the NBA crazy or whatever, like or just trying to, you know, establish their worth, like, yo, you should ha- force them to take it down. But it's like, yo, bro, you can't stop it, man. Right. Too many people. Too many people. So you just got to figure out how you can monetize them stealing from you, if that makes sense. Right, right, right. Whether you put ads on top of their face. I got the premium joint, so I don't see the ads. So, but like put ads on top of, you know, the stuff that they play, whatever it's going to be, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you can't stop it, man. Like, I don't even know. YouTube is the second most popular site in the world behind Google. You, know what I'm right. saying? you can't stop that joint. So it's like, you just got to figure out how to 
you know, monetize and stay in business. So that just brings me to, you know, like them, them clearing it for tonight or whatever, licensing it for tonight. Like, yo, if it goes, then they're going to get more on the back end. You know what I'm saying? Right. You might as well get the tonight now because somebody else going to use the shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's true. Um, you know, I just feel like, um, like I was saying, it'll be a stepping stone. I eventually want to, that's why I asked you so many questions about the podcast. I would like to move into that and then, you know, kind of, just, you know, share some of those tips of, you know, getting out of my head or some of the yeah. things, some of the exercises that I try, um, you know, to to break out a writer's block, the psychology behind the negative self-talk and the writer's block sometimes. Like, all of these things that I've come along the way and be like, wow, that's interesting. You know what I mean? Like, just instant gratification. I think I, I was talking to you about that the last time. You know, a lot of us don't even realize that it's behind, you know, when, when we ain't pushing our pen the way we should because ain't nothing coming out. You know, it don't seem like we got that Dylan fire uh, and we decide that we want to we wanna go and do something else. We want to go do something else where we can get that instant gratification. Mm-hmm. So the past couple weeks, I've started doing this thing where I tell my Alexa, I, I feel like I got to whisper her name so she don't start doing shit right now, but I tell her to, you know, set a timer for an hour mm-hmm. and I can't stop moving my pen for an hour, regardless of what it is. Even if it's like, I'm cringing as I write it, like, this is so wet. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So did you come to that realization on your own or you read that someplace? Well, I have tried that several times before and it's never worked. Right. But what made me start doing it is that, and, and, and all of this stuff comes from someplace. Let me, let me say that first to answer your question. All of this stuff comes from someplace. Some of it is, you know, self-reflection, but then, it's somebody else that articulates it better. I'm like, yeah, that's what I was thinking, but I couldn't put it into words. Um, So basically um, I seen this app where you set a timer and you're writing. And if you stop for any amount of time, everything disappears. That's extreme, bro. <laughs> like, I, I'm not trying to do that. I'll be mad. Cause especially the way that my memory works sometimes I wouldn't even know where to start again. So I was like, all right, I don't need that to hold me accountable. I, I the same principle, just have homegirl, uh, you know, give me a 60 minute timer and then just, just start to pin, man. You know, but it, it works. Yeah, it works. Actually, like, they, they call that um, like deep work or whatever. It's, it's a term I, saw, I read it in a book, and they basically saying like you got to block off time, and you gotta um, you gotta make you gotta do that at habit. Going back to habits, habitual. Like no matter what you're doing within that hour, it's focus time, and you're only doing that. So let me let me give you a, a, a two other very good examples of me mind tricking myself. Right. So, um, when I first moved to Orlando, I had, you know, I had a girlfriend and everything. I was in a, in a, in a relationship and I think, you know, she would come to the crib. So my house, my apartment was set up like a regular apartment, right? Like uh-huh. you come into the crib, you see the couch, you see the TV, you see all of this yeah, stuff. I know the story. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, so, so, so we, we broke up or whatever. And one day I was sitting on the couch playing the PlayStation. And I'm like, dog, every day I come home from work, I say that I'm going to go into the studio and record. But I always end up on this couch with my controller in my hand because I come in the door tired and say, you know what, let me just recoup for a minute before I go in there. So what ends up happening is, you know, this 
I didn't grow up with this um, internet, you could play people all day type of stuff. If my cousin wasn't at my crib, I had to play the computer. So one thing about me, I have, I hate to lose. I'm very competitive. So if I start losing, I might not get off until I get a win. Yeah. And, but then I feel good about myself and I want to keep winning. So long story yeah. short, you know, I wasn't getting off that couch enough. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't getting off that couch enough. So one Sunday it hit me. I'm like, if this is the room that you end up flopping in, this is your crib and I don't really have too many visitors. Flip it. So you walk in my house right now, you know, I don't have no couch in here. I got my little computer. It's a, it's an odd setup because I put my living room like in my second bedroom. Right. So that was, that was, that was one thing that I did um, just to kind of trick myself to be more productive. You know, actually, and that it, wasn't the story I thought you was going to tell, but I, I like that one better, actually. I like yeah, nah. The story, when you, when you come back on the podcast, you see already scheduled, you already like, yeah, when you come back on the podcast, you can tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. You know, just, just, there's a, there's just so many of those little things that you could do. Um, to, so this, to this, get, this is what, this is what, um, I think your podcast should be. You could, you know, you could do whatever you want to do. You could do multiple podcasts. But it sounds like you're heavy into, like, the psychology of things. The psychology of motivation and getting things done. So your podcast could be talking about those things, quote, unquote, for the culture. Right. So, like, breaking that, like, you know, like, you use one one term you use, I'm like, that shit went over people's heads. But I was like, I'm not going to correct it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) They just got to go Google it. But just like speaking in layman terms, like what you right. down, like how you broke that down, because it's actually a psychological trick. That's a right. trigger for you. Coming home is a trigger for you. You tired, what makes you feel good? The dopamine effect that's gonna, you know, make you. Because we all chase the pleasure principle a lot of ways. Exactly. You sit down, and the game was making you feel good. So you losing. You're competitive already, so you already know that about yourself. So you lose, and you like, nah, fuck that. I can't get off this joint. <laughs> so you already know, like, the losing is a trigger. Like, you're going to feel bad about yourself if you don't win. So once you start winning, you want to win more. So it, you just end up going down this whole rabbit hole just trying right. to keep going. And that, you know, you did it with games, but people do it with drugs. Oh, that People do it with gambling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that whole, because you getting... There is science behind it all. You know what I'm saying? You getting that that dopamine rush, whatever the drug is that, you know, the, the chemical that lights your brain up and gives you the the pleasure of it all. So, you know what I mean? I've recently read that they said that you should never do a pleasurable activity um, before something that's on your to-do list that you don't find, that you're not looking forward to do because most likely you won't get to it. Oh, do, do, yeah, yeah. So- all right, we back. We back. All right. All right. So, um... So yesterday, right, um, when I was, I put the post up for, well, first, let me say it like this. I look at all of us together, like me, you, Core, everybody, you know, and everybody that's that's really grinding in their own lane and stuff. And I see, I see what I like to call a mastermind an, a, alliance. It's, it's almost like what I'm building, you know, my, my overall, um, thing that I'm building, I would like to call it the Art Dealer Academy. Um, just really a group of people that are 
being creative, doing their thing, and, and they kind of build together, share information and stuff like that. So I think that our strength is in our numbers. Like, yeah, individually, if everybody is really grinding and trying to grow their brand, if there is a cross-reference point throughout all of these different brands, now you're intermingling engagement with each other's followings. That's That's the big picture of how I would see it as everybody continues to grow, right? So having said that, I feel like we need to look at each other's profiles or whatever it is as our physical place of business. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So what that means is how we interact with each other's physical place of business. We have to be mindful of some of the things that we set, right? So in the sense, already. <laughs> in, the, in the sense that, Say, for instance, so I'm going to talk about the shirt because I feel like your comment on the shirt, if we were sitting in a room together, nobody thinks anything of it, right? And I don't think anybody thinks anything of it either. I know that you ain't mean no harm. But as soon as I seen it, I was like, no, D, no, because you didn't close the statement, right? So to me, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, um... You coming into the you coming into the joint, damn! And I had a good analogy for it. And I can't even find where I wrote it down, but uh, it's kind of like you know you coming into the joint and saying, I guess the perfect example would have been like this: Yo, I I think the shirt is dope, but I can't bring myself to buy it because I'm a Pac fan. But when you don't say why, it's almost like you coming into the building and saying, Yo, that cherry coke is dope. I can't bring myself to drink it, but Coke is cool, and you Pepsi. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so to the people that don't know us and know all of us rocking together, it's kind of like, well, why wouldn't he buy it? Which is why I followed up with, well, the shirt is made well, and da 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 And I know you didn't mean nothing of it, but I'm like, dog, we need to be mindful of that when we interact with each other's profiles because – Maybe no one cares or even reads those comments, but maybe there's somebody like, well, why he didn't, why wouldn't he buy it? You know what I'm saying? Or if you would have been like, yeah, I, I'm a person that believes words is power, so I don't want to be walking around with ready to die on my stomach. You know what I'm saying? Like something like that, then it kind of, but when you leave it ambiguous, I feel like, damn, dude, yeah. don't say shit. <laughs> I, I feel you. I respect, I respect that you're telling me that because I never... I didn't think of it on that level that you just put it as, as in the sense that like people, cause we know each other, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I, I purchased Corey stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I'm a supporter of him, of his, like I actually have actually one of the pieces I got in my office now that I'm supposed to hang up. I got to get a frame is the, uh, is the breaking bad joint with the wallaby. I don't know if you ever seen it. I brought a print from him. I brought, and I brought something other, a couple other things in here. But anyway, but that's my man. But I understand because, like you said, we were just having a conversation amongst ourselves. Right. It wouldn't be a problem. And I right. respect, and I, and I respect and love you for checking me and telling me this because I did, I wasn't even thinking. I just was being me. Like, yo, yeah, and I know. Yeah, I yeah, know. Like, and no harm, no foul. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I, matter of fact, I'll reach out to him to see if he was, thought it was harm. But I kind of sort of think I told him that, yo, I can't buy that joint. And... The reason, and I, I maybe I should go back to your post, the reason why I can't buy it, it's just the whole ready to die, the saying, yep. the mass, and it's a baby, and baby right. actually died. So it's like, 
You know what I'm saying? It is too much for me. Well, even even me though. Now, see, I am a person. Like I said, it starts in our mind. I'm a person that do believe words is power. Um, that was my hesitation. The ready to die, wearing yeah. the actual ready to die. But then I I, I mind tricked myself and be like, yo, it's an album cover. All it is is the yeah. same album cover that you listen to, and it has a mask on it, which is appropriate for the times. I think it's very clever. I I totally understand what you're saying, and, and to bring it full circle, nah, I, nobody thinks, or I don't think, and I know Corey didn't because I told him because I was making fun of it. I was like, yo, I'm gonna get D watch because yeah. to me, that's kind of what your whole thing is. It's like we're teaching each other how to think this way in a space yeah. that some people have more experience in than others, but if we are to be uh, helpers of each other's growth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we need to make sure that we're putting out our best effort and at least being mindful of, of that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because some people think in order for us to help each other, that means that I got to give you $500, you know, to put into your mm-hmm. cause mm-hmm. where I feel like I'd much rather just soak up all the information and trade trade things that's working for you and things that's working for me because I could keep spending that over and over. You know what I'm saying? Versus you just dropping me $300. So I felt like this was useful for all of us. When I told Corey, I didn't tell him to single you out. Yeah. I was telling him and John so that we all do the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, cause I know that I'll be making jokes. Sometimes I'll be cracking jokes in your joint. So I'm like, I gotta be mindful that this is my man's place of business. And some things that if I really think it's funny and I want him to laugh, I might need to hit his phone or his DM. Nah, nah, thank you. That's see, this is why you need, we need friends like, like you, you know what I'm saying? Because this is when you, when you, um, and, 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 and not, and not to give myself credit. Like I can't, I got to be open to criticism and correction. You know what I'm saying? Right. And not you ain't do nothing wrong, bro. I mean, nah, at the end of the day, day, yeah. yeah, yeah, end of the day you was being you. I got to be open to that, though. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, for sure. Like, we I, all I do. Can't be, I could be defensive, like, yo, nigga, I do what I want. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mean that like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I could be on it, but now, like, when you, when you, once you start going into what you was going to, I kind of was already getting it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or happen like ah, I know exactly where he's going, and and you know, especially when he was like, I look at it as our place of business, and I was like, yo, he's right, you know what I'm saying? I knew right. where he was going with it before, like yo, you, you're right, you know what I'm saying? Before you even finish it though, I, I was like, I know, I know where he's going, and he, you're absolutely 100 right because, like I said, if there's a conversation amongst us, that's different, right? It'll put nothing even. We don't skip a beat. We don't even yeah. talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's in the front of the world, like you said, and the way I put it out there. And um, and it was like I didn't even think that deeply about. It. I just like yo, cause I had already. I think I'm pretty sure I told Corey when he posted on Facebook, like yo, I can't, I can't bring myself to buy the joint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yo, that's a dope shirt. Yeah. I can't bring myself to buy. It. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I did leave it out there along with some on some where it could be. I left it out there for the world to translate whatever. They I'm could do whatever they want with it. Right. Right. I love you though. <laughs> Yeah, I love you. Like, yo, he being sarcastic. I really love the dude. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Don't know our dynamic, and we got thousands of people. You know what I'm saying? That right, millions of people. Like once you put something out on the internet, you can't take it back. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's not always your responsibility to uh, uh, be responsible for how the internet take your stuff, but it is your responsibility for what you put out there. Right. Take with and. Thanks, yo. That that's what's up, man. No, no. I mean, I t- to me, I think I learned that lesson. That it had to happen for me to even be aware of it, or I wouldn't have. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. now, I'll be a little bit more mindful. Somebody had to do it. 
You know what I'm saying? So like, so, that you see it, but even talk, talking it out for you, like, yo, you just made me think about it different. Like, yo, it was the album cover, yo. Right. He put that energy out there. Big put that out there as an album right. cover. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you know, he got Like, if this. Walmart was selling the regular album cover, so would you buy, buy it? it? And I would, you know what I'm saying? And right. The man, you know what I'm saying? But, yo, he put it out there for the world to have it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. I mean, he now, he got another design that I definitely would not wear. Uh, and that's the thing. Corey is, you know, he's being clever in taking the times and marrying, to, marrying them to things. Yeah. Um, he's got this what, shirt where I think Bomani Jones had on a shirt called The Blacks or whatever. Caucasians. The Caucasians. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so Corey made one called The Blacks. And I was like, fam. I was like, I get it. You got the black? <laughs> yeah. I got to see it. I haven't seen it, yo. I haven't seen it. I said, fam, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I said, but yo, no, no, I said, you know, it's only right, right? If we could say the Redskins, we could say the Indians. I said, it's only right. I was like, but just imagine, I said, I imagine it like this. I'm rocking the shirt and I'm defending it. Like, ah, well, there's, you know, other uh, shirts or other uh, sports teams or whatever that uses, um, um, things like this mm -hmm. but then my caucasian neighbor comes out his house mm -hmm. wearing the blacks <laughs> you know what i'm saying like that's where that's where i think you know it kind of puts you and it might not even be anything like you want to you know get mad at the at the caucasian dude or whatever it could be something to where now you've got other brothers and sisters coming at you acting like you're not socially responsible for putting that out yeah, there. So yeah, yeah. me and Corey had those conversations about that um, as well, especially in today's climate. This is probably not a good look. Uh, yeah. But all that to say, you know, he's good with that. He's good with marrying what's happening um, to an image and, and, and then spitting it out. And, and he's got the platform with that Teespring uh, or T-Public to to um it, with the T public to turn them around pretty quickly, man. And and you know, I think that we all do. Matter of fact, you, you got some uh redefined print gear or anything that you do with I the need, I need to, man. So what I'm doing now, I think um I'm really like uh we had this conversation behind the scenes, but really like embracing re re embracing creativity yeah. on my art side. And so I'm just gonna start letting stuff come out, man. And it because like it, it takes, you know time to, to create these things but it takes nothing to, to test them you know what i'm saying just nothing bro see see what happens so yeah i'm just trying i'm trying to i ain't trying i'm embracing the artistic side and and, and embracing the business part of the art you know what i'm saying right in the business part like i although i'm not trying to monetize the podcast at this point because um i don't even really pay attention to the numbers like that anymore i used to but now i like because I, I don't i don't i don't want this plat because i think people are attracted to me you know what i'm saying like, but that's yeah. what me and core was talking about yesterday you are selling we all are individually selling ourselves so, yeah 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 and so i don't i don't want it ever to be for lack of a better term like compromised like you know what i'm saying at least not the podcast part you know what i'm saying like this is just whatever this do this is what it do you know what i mean like, so let me ask you how you i know i heard you talking about you took a seo class i know that you mentioned running ads before how frequently do you do that so I'm going to start doing it all the time now. So I haven't done it in a while, but I'm going to start doing it because I am in business. I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I work for myself. So I got to start getting back on it and having like the, uh, that, uh, the, uh, the, the faces, the, the feed. Cause like, so because social media and internet is so, 
is so crowded, right? You mm-hmm. like so Facebook. Facebook makes money, like they're a billion dollar company, multi billion dollar company. So, and it's however many. I don't know if they over a billion people on Facebook, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Like you have to figure out a way to get in front of their eyes, and the only way that you're gonna really get in front of their eyes by design is through ads. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like SEO, that's for organic, right? So mm-hmm. search engine op- optimization. So that's for organic traffic. So there's only but so much organic traffic that these companies are going to give you. Um, so you got to put some money behind. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? But that's and every little penny counts, man, because I've, and, I've, oh, I was going to say like, what's crazy is that it's not as expensive as expensive as you think it is you know right i don't know for you but like the average listener is probably not as expensive but as expensive as you think it is, especially when you if you know your target audience you know what i'm saying so right i know kind of sort of know who rocks with me you know what I'm saying? right who doesn't. so i could just target those people be super super uh uh defined super niche and just target those people that i think that i that I know rock would be instant. Just see what something does. Like you could put ten, twenty dollars up just to show it to two thousand people or something like that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And then, you know what I'm saying? If you get one click, like so for you to say, like, you know, going with the shirt or whatever, or the hat, because the hat is your joint too. We gotta talk about that. Yeah. Like going with your hat, you know what I'm saying? It could be, you know, you put twenty dollars, it shows two, two thousand, whatever the number's gonna be that you choose, you know, because Facebook shows you how this is more so paid paid advertising, not SEO. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. How much they're gonna, you know, they're gonna show how many it. people they're gonna put it in front of. Yeah. yeah. So if you put twenty dollars and say you get, you know, it goes to two thousand people, like you get three people to buy your joint, say your hat twenty dollars, that's sixty dollars right there. Right. You know what I'm saying? All you did was put twenty dollars. Well, you put time into designing and you yeah. just um you just scale it from that point. You know, you know I would saying? say it like this, man, and I and I like to and, and my plan with, with everything that I'm doing is to try to give people a a a real idea. So let's just say uh in the last ninety days, I keep saying ninety days, but whenever, let's say April or May, I would say I actually really didn't have the ball rolling to around May. Um around May, nothing existed. In February, March, nothing really existed. Um since then when we talk about the the the, the, the garments and stuff, you know, I've, I've made a little money selling things that weren't even around um, then. But as far as the ads go um, for my music and just trying to get people into my village as I grow my following, um, I've run ads for like a dollar a day for 14 days that have grown me. I think when I started my page, let's say when I started when you doing that YouTube, just for the, Example. You well, sorry. So I'm not. I'm not. So I just realized just recently that I took all my links to my YouTube off of anything, right? Okay. Because I realized that if I'm spending money to grow Instagram and and my Facebook business page, I don't really got time to be managing. Like I can dump stuff over at YouTube, but I can't be. I I need to focus my efforts right so since youtube and ig are married i might as well start there so facebook and ig facebook and uh, yeah that's what i meant that's what i meant but um now this is for the listeners so the listeners. no yeah yeah no no i because i didn't even realize i said it then when you said it, i'm like yep you did say that um but yeah the, um so say for instance when i started 
really jumping online because that's the thing i haven't really been using facebook or any social media like say since maybe 2011 or 12 was the last time that i was actively active you know what i'm saying like just as a user um and so then all of a sudden to come back you know it's a little awkward to come back and then just all of a sudden be like trying to throw stuff out because like in 2012 i was that guy was like yo i'm in the taco bell drive-thru (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they just gave me four sauces. You know what I mean? Like, I was that guy. You know what I'm saying? Now I come back and, like, I really don't want to tell y'all nothing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't got nothing to tell y'all. But now I have to get back comfortable with sharing again. Um, so anyway, and when I started, my Facebook page was probably, when I came back to my Facebook music page, it probably had 103 people. Right now, I think I got 300 and something. And I haven't spent... I haven't spent probably more than $28. Uh, my Instagram was at like 200 and right now I'm flirting with 500 So, again, this is all from the same $28. So, imagine if I keep doing that. So, and really, some not everyone is a 14-day run. I might do a $5 run on a test because you got to test those targets. They give you so many, so many options. And that's what I told Corey. I said, yo, Corey, since I've already put the effort in taking the picture, I said, look, I'm going to run, I'm going to run an ad for you. I said, I'm okay. probably just going to, I'm just going to throw like, it. I saw the ad. You put it up already, right? No, no, no. But yeah. it, 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 it looks like I did an ad, right? But Actually. I'm going, so because it looks like it, I was like, yo, it's not going to cost me nothing for the $5. It helps. I said, Corey, all I want from you is to just tell me if you get more sales, because really I'm using it to practice my targeting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I figure it's easy, biggie. Yeah. Ready to die. Ready to die. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then, and then maybe expand that to t-shirts or something, but you don't want to make that too broad yeah. and then, and then figure out where you, what, where, yeah. where, what yeah. territories you want to put it. Yeah. Um, and, and then see if that results in anything. So, um, it, it really don't cost. Cause I mean, $5, man, like I go to the store and get me a six pack and that's going to cost me at least $11. So, you know, I could, I'd much rather it saves my belly and everything to skip on a six pack and put that towards what I'm doing. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I'm glad you get into what you're doing. So this goes into an excellent conversation. Um, Thank you for doing this podcast, brother. Cause we, we don't, I think this is, these are jewels. I call them you know, trying to be generic. I got to figure out something, another term for them. But I think that's the language of the people. That's the culture. These are Jews that you drop right now. They are. They are. I mean, that, that never gets old because it's, you know, you're, it's a, it's a nice way to say the word value. Value. So, so, but just this for the listener, like what he, what he just told y'all, he just told y'all that you can, you can hyper target something and that you could, he doesn't even run them all day or every day. He just tests a lot. So one of the key things that, you got to do when you're doing these paid advertisements is test. You know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. everything that you're going to put out there is not going to be fired. And like you said, only it might cost you $10 to test. Everybody's going that's listening to this is going to blow $10 in the next week. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like when I get clients, I always tell clients like, yo, I'm leaning into the mic. I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you. I'm going to sit, sit back a little bit. I tell clients all the time. So I stopped taking uh, artists. Like in the sense of the music artist, right? Um, that's how I gotta really like you because I know I'm not gonna make any money. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's more gonna be more like, yo, I fuck with you. I, I like what you're doing, so I'm just gonna help you. I'm still gonna charge you, but I'm I know in my head I'm not gonna make money. It's more right. like, yo, this I'm just doing this because I love to help people achieve their dreams or help them right. at that point. And 
I say all that to say the reason why I stopped really represent, or I would still do a production company, but the reason I stopped representing artists is because they don't understand the notion of investing in themselves like that. Right. I'm saying that like, cause so I, I get an artist and they're trying to get this record deal. So the first thing, you know, when I used to do the work, I said, yo, you know, just say 2018, right? 2017. I don't know when the last time I took a, 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 a individual artist, but just say like, two, like, yo, what do you think Def Jam is going to do for you that you can't do for yourself right now? Nothing right now, right? Like, it would, like, yo, I don't know. I'm speaking specifically of the hip hop. I mean, I had an R&B artist before, but I'm speaking, I never had no rock artist and all like that. I'm speaking specifically of the hip hop slash rap artist. Who's the last person that a record label broke? Like, you know, I mean, really, the only thing that you stand to benefit if you, if, if you, every, let's just say in a perfect scenario where you're, you're with a label and everything goes right, right? Like, there's yeah. no pushbacks. They, they love you and they want to get your shit on the shelves or whatever, get yourself shit streaming. Uh, I would say in a perfect scenario, you gain by you have a, you have deeper pockets. But you That's also it. you're also paying back that money versus yeah. you know it's almost better not to have deeper pockets, uh, especially if I mean, it hasn't been that long that I've been doing this and I've really only reintroduced myself with one single and I see results now. Mind you, if we didn't have the analytics that we had, if we didn't have some of the tools on the back end, um, I would be blindly not knowing what my what kind of effects I'm having, right? Or what my results truly are. So then then I would be like, dang, I need a label. Yeah. But you're exactly right in the terms that a lot of artists don't understand the concept of investing in themselves. I've had plenty of friends that for the last 15 years, since 2004, I would say, because since 2004, I've been able to record myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say it took me maybe about seven or eight years before I had everything that I needed in terms of plugins, good mic and all of that stuff. So that now, yeah, I could record before, but now I could get the sound quality too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of brothers and I'm like, yo man, it costs you less than $200 today to be able to record yourself. Right. Um, what a lot of people don't know, uh, is that when I was younger, uh, at 14, I used to record at Columbia Roughhouse Records um, around the time when they had Cypress Hill, um, Lawrence, Lauren, uh, Lauren Hill, the Fugees. Yeah, a record deal at 14? Nah, basically I had a... So one of the dudes that was my ROM partner at the time, uh, he his uncle or somebody in his family, some 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 crazy, my cousin Craig's and, and whatever type thing, uh, was an engineer there. Uh, my man, Rob, Robert Walton, Taj Robert Walton. And... Um, we used to catch the train from Philly out to Delaware and record with him. And he was basically grooming us. So like he was, he was grooming us. Like he used to say to us, y'all make all this avant-garde shit and I'm here to make money. So I had, so remind you all the little kid groups was out at that time, but I, I was, I didn't see myself as one of them. They weren't my competition in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? But he made me make a few of those songs, uh, shit to rival, uh, crisscross and illegal and, and things like that. And, you know, so all that to say when I was in, Rough House Records at that time, um, you know, they had the 48 track studio that everybody, you know, wants to be pictured in, but then they had one room with nothing in it, just a computer. And I, I would say that you could walk into the 48 track 
room, but you like damn near needed a retina scan to get into that little room with the computer. And in that computer was a Mac. It was like probably the first or one of the first early versions of Pro Tools. Pro Tools yeah. But if you think about it, this that computer was responsible for major hits. The computers that you have now that you can go and buy for $200 or whatever is probably a, a thousand times faster and stronger in processing speed. So, 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 so it's not like you can't achieve the quality of hits, at least if you want to make the quality of the late 90s hits, like you could do that at a very low cost. And then it even gets better than that, which is really how I determine if a person is serious or not. If you got a phone, there is an app on I know on I know that iPhone comes stock with GarageBand, which transform which seamlessly integrates with uh, Logic um, on Apple. But then the uh, Androids also have apps that you can record yourself. All you really need to do is go to Sam Ash or whatever music store and buy yourself a mic because they have a whole lot of this mobile recording accessories now. There's so many things that you could do, but none of my friends do that. And every time I talk to them, it's always speak. When you gonna come over and, 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 and when I'm gonna come over and record or when you gonna tell me what I need to do. And I'm like, fam, I gave you a list of law and I do that. I will write an itemized list. I'm like, if you ain't got one thing off that list, bro, don't bring this conversation up to me again. Yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because yeah, now you're you wasting you my time. Older. You sound with the wisdom, the w- time. That's where you go. Yeah. Wasting your time, yo. And that's why I tell people, like, yo, don't waste my time. Like, right. time is our most valuable asset. And I always knew that. I think I said always, but I knew that for a long time. But now I'm really acting like time. And that's when I hit you. I was like, I don't want to be on the black people shit, but I don't be late. Remember I hit you? Yeah. Well, you know, no, it worked out, man. Yeah, it yeah. worked out. It worked out. But you know what I'm saying? Because I, I respect people's time. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's a couple things that. You said I want the listeners like yo. It, it takes zero dollars, maybe four hours tops, to start going on YouTube and just researching what is analytics when it comes yeah. to, it. and learn what it, and then you know what analytics you know what you're looking at. And nowadays, so I started doing, I was doing the pay ads for years, but I, like I said, I had fell back. But now I'm about to get back into it. Yo, they make it so easy in comparison to what it was five, ten years ago. Like this, yeah, I know that. I know yeah, to read these charts, yeah. like it's so easy. Like, yo, I'm gonna tell y'all. A, uh, here's a jewel for you. Uh, Facebook, basically, if you go on Facebook Business, I think it's called Facebook Blueprint. Actually, it is called Facebook Blueprint. All you have to do, yo, Facebook tells you exactly how you should be marketing on Facebook. Word for free. I'm writing that down right now. Yeah, it's, fa- it's called Facebook. Just, just go on Facebook, Facebook Blueprint, create your, but pro- well, they already got your profile. Just sign up and they literally, so they, they break it down by like, you know, where you're at. It's a beginner, you know, um, medium, advanced or whatever. Like where, when you go through each one on your own, however, yeah. wherever you want to fit, you don't got to go through them in order either. You can just pick which one that you want. They literally tell you how to do it. Like that shit didn't exist when I first started doing it. What? Because they because they need you to see results, so you keep spending money and money for them. Right, you know what I'm saying, right. and and we gotta get and and we business people specifically, we gotta start leveraging that. You know what I'm saying, right. business people creative because it, it 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 really like you said you was talking about like like the little computer like so I had the MPC 2000, I had the you know I I never had the top end video camera, but I had the nice camera. You know what I'm saying, I had. Right. I had the uh, the mics before this. I, I you know, cause I was into this. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? I spent thousands. I had the, the Triton keyboard. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I had all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this is, we're talking about late 90s, early 2000s. And yeah. Bro, that shit is outdated. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, so I say I put, I, I dumped 10, 15,000 into all the equipment. Like, you could spend five hundred dollars and be way better than what i was doing yeah i mean and everything's vst now so like you know that's the you know that was the other thing with a lot of brothers from my generation is that they didn't wrap their arms around the digital age yeah. as fast or at all you know what i mean yeah, like say I, I, for instance that, that, that's one of my mistakes too like i didn't i didn't embrace like twitter i still don't really i like twitter i, I like twitter a lot more than facebook now because i think i follow the right people but right. I didn't embrace Twitter because I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, yeah, it, it, it does feel a little like it does feel a little chaotic to me. So mm-hmm. I, I I think it is about grooming my right feed, right? Yeah, like, so that that feed you got to groom your feed on Twitter. That's what I learned within the last couple of years. Because like I like I got something that I gotta actually stop just that it automatically posts something, but I gotta stop that. But you gotta groom your feed. Like you gotta follow the right people because if you're not following the right people. It's gonna be crazy, man. Like I follow a couple like the the black Twitter people, but most of it is like business, like you know what I'm saying? Right. Like people that's that's dropping jewels, quote unquote. Like right. but that that's what I do. But yeah, you gotta you gotta cultivate it because it gets crazy, man. Yeah. It's crazy. You um so I wanted to ask you because I did I mean I'm gonna pick your brain too, man. So you tell me that you on Spotify, but you do this through Anchor. Yeah, so Anchor is owned by Spotify. Didn't know so, that. Yeah, so I didn't know that either. To us, I never <laughs> heard of Anchor until uh, I've had it on my phone for three years, bro. Haven't done podcast the first. Yeah, yeah. Now nah, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. Cause it, they make it super duper easy. And yo, just Anchor shout out because they sponsored today. One of the sponsors of the show. I'm. They probably sponsor every show that's on there. But I think I seen yeah. the option. Yeah, I yeah. seen the option. Yeah. Yeah. So they have um, uh, 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 uh they even have come. Like I've been. Pod, it hasn't even been a year that I've been podcasting. Even like their user interface has came along has come a long way since I first started. So all these places is trying to be better because they're trying to keep you on their platform. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how they make money. So Anchor, so Spotify owns Anchor. So I don't know when Spotify brought them out, but so when you go on Spotify, so get it on your you can record straight from your uh so we're doing this on the Zoom. So after the Zoom, you know, I send this to you for you to master it. When you send it back, I just upload the file on the Spotify. I mean, Anchor, edit there, which they got a lot better with that. So they must have heard the complaints. On the desktop? I mean on your computer or on your phone? Because I haven't seen nothing on the computer for me to do yes. that. So desktop, so it's web, I don't it's web based. I don't know if you can download the actual thing for your, your desktop. Okay. Maybe you can. Maybe I, I just haven't done. I just, oh, but I mean, it is web based. I didn't even know because I was like, I know they don't expect me to do all of this on my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the first five, or, probably even more than five or six episodes, I I actually did it recording on my phone because at the time, like for me, recording directly into the web web browser, yeah, it was it was buggy as hell. Yeah, like I, you know, I was like, nah, I haven't tried to do it since then because now I got more advanced with the mic and all that stuff. But so my first, I, I got to look back, but at least like four episodes, five episodes, I did it directly on my phone. Okay. I mean, you could tell now, like now that I'm, my ear is different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I could definitely tell the shit is on the phone. But <laughs> um, now you could record directly on the phone, or yeah, you can record and then upload the file later into the web browser. And okay. then, like, they make it super duper easy. So once you upload it, 
um, you finish and you you publish the the the, uh, the podcast, it they they send it to all. I don't know if it's all of them, but like all the major podcast feeds. So Spotify, okay. I'm assuming so like Spotify. iTunes and all that. So yeah. I just looked at my joint on iTunes. I didn't even realize my joint was on. I, I mean, I knew it was on iTunes, but because I don't check iTunes, I didn't realize. You know. That my shit is on iTunes, you know. It's that's dope. Yeah, nah, that's yeah. dope. So I went to iTunes and I saw like I had like um, it was like seven five stars. I'm like, that's the start. <laughs> like I, yeah. didn't, I just looked at that. Celebrate everything, bro. Yeah, I, I, I like, tell people that all the time. I know people like I got a couple group chats that I think get tired of me, you know, celebrating my victories because they probably, you know, they're not as invested in it as me. I get it, yeah. but I'm just giving the opportunity for my peoples to be as excited as I am. You know what I'm saying? Because now, you know what you guys, I got to get into that more. And somebody, somebody, a couple people have told me about this. They was like, yo, you you've done so much. And people don't really know your story and where you came from. Like people just think that you just, you know, you who are who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't yeah. know, like 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 you say, like you didn't know I did terrible in high school because when you saw right. me, I was on my shit. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I was a, but like yo, I had went through that phase where I didn't do shit for school and I was just only doing the stuff that I wanted to do. You know what right. I'm that's not a, a a good formula for success. You got to do the shit that you don't want to do. Like that's what really separates people. Are you gonna do the stuff that? Nobody wants to do when nobody's watching and you're not getting the credit for. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I even give you credit for, you know, not sitting and getting in the sights with the herb uh, with us. Because <laughs> honestly, I, I feel like, and I could be wrong, I don't feel like that was a decision that you made because you just didn't want to smoke weed. I felt like you felt like it would hinder your performance and your dedication to everything. You know what I'm saying? Right. you 100% right, yo. So, um... Yeah, it's funny, yo, you, yo, it's funny when, you know, because like I said, you live your life. We all live our life. But when somebody say like, yo, I know you ain't do that, but that's exactly why I didn't do it. Right. Like I always, like every time that I, that I, that I, that I did do it up to that point, I always felt like, so in high school, the first time I got high on weed, right? First time. So I had tried it like three times and never never got high. I probably wasn't in hell, right? So the first... No, nah, that, that's that's everybody's story. First couple yeah, times, it's like, am I high? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit ain't have it. So I was like, yo, I can't believe... And everybody around me was into it. Like, you know, right. when it came of age, the chronic, Red Man was talking yeah. about it all the time, you know. Every other song was a weed song so, in 94. Yeah, so I was the eyeball. Like, yo, like, I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? So I remember the first time I got high was the best, one of the best days ever. Yeah. It was mad funny. I had jokes galore. Yo, I had these um these oatmeal raisin cookies from Dunkin' Donuts. Them shit was <laughs> the best you ever had. The best I ever had. And <laughs> I'm like, yo, this shit is crazy. I was so funny, at least in my head. Like, yo, I always think I'm <laughs> Yo, I was my jokes is on hitting. Yo, I'm like, yo, yo, everything was like, you know what I'm saying? And then, so that was the first time I got smoke. I, I, I got high. Matter of fact, that might have been my 17th birthday, yo. Now I think maybe. Um, well, somebody's birthday, I, I believe it was. So, make a long story. So, the next time I did it, shit wasn't fun. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yo, I'm a look a paranoid. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm like, yo, like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Now I'm, I'm like fixing my clothes. I'm like, red. mouth mad, dry. Yeah, I'm like, so I'm like, all right. So, the first time was wonderful still one of the best days of my life if you ask me um just the, the experience of it all second right. time was like 
I had fun, but it was also more trash than the third right. time I did. I'm like, yo, I was just super paranoid. I was sleepy. I went to sleep. I'm like, nah, bro. Like, this is not for me. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. then it just became like, I mean, every now and then I had, I smoked and I might have smoked at the orange suit, maybe. Like, I smoked with my, we, with my girl at the time. Sex was wonderful. <laughs> when you got, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like, I wasn't smoking like, I may have smoked like, Recreationally, maybe three a time, maybe three. I times. feel like you used to come in and be like, "Yo, y'all high." Yo, <laughs> start messing with people and start messing with people, bro. You're like, yeah. "Yo, y'all high, huh? Yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all niggas just high, huh?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think Ed had told me that he was like, "Yo, you used to come in and be like, yo, y'all high, like, yo, you was also funny man shit." I was like, Boy, you sound just like him too. Yeah, yeah, I was like, "Yo, I probably wasn't." I probably, I don't remember that, but I was like, that sounds like something I would do. Like, you know, yeah. like, like even, I don't remember like having that conversation about Michael Jordan about that. Sounds like one, I was watching that shit like that. And that's yeah. like something I would say, you know what I mean? Word. Yeah, that's, that's mad funny. But yeah, that, that's exactly why I didn't smoke. Cause I was just like, yo, it, 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 it didn't do anything for me like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, and maybe cause I was just smoking too, I don't know, but I, maybe I was just smoking too much. Like I didn't know when to. Well, you know what, man, it, I, there was a lot of stuff like so I wish. So as I got older, um, I wish that I would have been a little bit more present enough to just say things like that. Like, yo, I feel paranoid. This is whack. Like, right. Because at times it wasn't, but I wasn't aware of what were my times where I was cool. And honestly, most of the time it was when I was around more than like two people. It was like, yo, and we used to do the thing called a dollar cipher where you bring a dollar and you end up because it, it took that many of us to get a nick. You know what I'm saying? Really? So yeah, sometimes it would. We were all broke artists, college students. So sometimes it would be, I mean, at least five people unless yeah. two people went half on a dollar and now there's six people. You know what I'm saying? Like, so <laughs> I didn't know y'all was doing that because I wasn't yeah, well, I mean, this was mostly when we were still in Franklin House and we go over to that little baseball field. No, nah, but and, the reason I'm saying, like, because I just wasn't in the... the no, nah, you wasn't, yeah, you weren't in that in that, head, that yeah, space yeah. with us. But, yeah. but yeah, man, it's, it was, uh, you know, even with the drinking sometimes, man, like, I would start doing it when we would be in a group setting and I would always feel like, damn, what is it? I can't hold my liquor or what? And it was just, I'm better in certain environments, but I didn't have the wherewithal to really take notes of windows and what those environments were. You know what I'm saying? And the reason I didn't drink, um, should I reveal this? Yeah, fuck it. The reason I didn't drink <laughs> at that orange shoe because like, um, my step pops is alcoholic. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I seen him and he's a, he's, he's better now. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think he had the choice but to be, I mean, everybody hear this, you gonna be mad? You just gonna be mad. This is my story. He gonna have his own version. So I'm not saying my version of the truth is the truth, but he was like a mean drunk. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Um, he never abused me, but him and my mom they used to get into like physical altercations, and I just seen this man pissy drunk, and I was just like, he be doing some wild shit. I ain't gonna reveal reveal the shit he be doing like when he be drunk, but. I mean, if you know alcohols, you know. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm so friends with you. Look at him. So they've been together since I was 12 and they got married. Well, they got married when I was an adult, but they was together when I was 12. And I just seeing, I was like, yo, like, that shit is not cool. Like, that's not going to be me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not. So I just stayed away from it, period. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And, you know, I, I was drink here and there between like, you know, we wasn't supposed to be drinking anyway at that age, but when you were a teenager, but I would drink here, but it was never like, 
I would take a drink. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. Like, uh, uh, like something that I was like. And yeah. what's funny is like I didn't really, really start drinking. This sounds sounds crazy to people that, um, that follow the rules. I guess like I didn't really start drinking until I was like 23, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, cause like people like, oh damn, you don't, you you don't start drinking at 21 anyway. But it's like, yo, from you know 14 up, like. Yo, my peers and most people I know was at least drinking a little bit sometimes. I mean, I lived I lived overseas in Europe where we I could walk into a bar at age twelve. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Which for me, when I got to Philly, that's why I didn't get in that trap of drinking in high school often. Like, so I remember probably one of my first few months at uh, George Washington High School and somebody invited me to what they used to call, I want to say a beef and beer or something where they get a keg and I don't know, maybe there's some brisket. I, I, I don't know how it works. I never went. Yeah. But um, it was in the middle of a blizzard, bro. Like, so they was going to have a keg in the middle of a blizzard in the middle of, a, in the, of the woods. Yeah. And I was like, fam. Yeah, that's like like this, it ain't that serious. That serious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't I don't need no beer that bad. So you know, and I think that has a lot to do with you know um, when I was over in that school in London, um, Friday nights there was a lot of my friends that used to get tore down, like throwing up, couldn't make it home, like people carrying you, you crying, they telling all kinds of crazy stories and talking like babies, and I'm like, yo, that that that's that can never be me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I threw up off drinking twice, yeah my whole life. So the one time I had broke up with my girl, high school girl. And, um, you know, he's going through the pain. as like my first real girlfriend. We, we cool now, but we always been cool kind of sort of, but, um, yeah, I was heartbroken, man. And I went and got some, um, so I'm like 18, 19 years old. I went and got some, um, gold slagger. That shit is super duper. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And I basically drunk like whatever size the bottle was. And just threw up, was laying down. Good thing I didn't even die, yo, because I threw up and just stayed stayed in the bed, yo, right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you almost Jimi Hendrix yourself. Yeah, man. I even Jimmy Hendrix before I even became who I was supposed to become. You know what I mean? And it was just like, even though I don't even think I'm who I am, I'm supposed to be. I don't even think I'm there yet, but I'm getting there. And it's just like, yo, that was the one time. I don't even remember the second time, but that I I do. Oh, the second time was um, yo, it was a. Uh, I was coming from New York, party in New York, hell, party in New York. So I wasn't even really drunk. I was tipsy, but I wasn't drunk. But maybe I was above the legal limit, but I ain't feel drunk. So I'm coming across the bridge, coming from Jerry, going, coming from the club in New York, coming across the bridge. Um, I'm at the, I'm at the lower level, right? It's raining, all this shit outside, yo. I catch a flat, my man. It's two o'clock in the morning, yo. Yeah. I'm on the, the 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 lower level of the George Washington Bridge. It's cold as a motherfucker outside. Oh word, damn! It's raining. It's wet. Good thing I I, I took the lower level, cause the lower level oh, you yeah. faster. You know what I'm saying? Than the yeah. top joint. Good thing I took, so I'm not getting completely wet. I pull over. I don't know if you you from you ever paid attention to the bridge, but they don't necessarily have they don't have the uh shoulder the shoulder. They don't have yeah. it. so you on the highway. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Yo, it's so cocky and my car is going by. I'm trying to change this. Yo, I'm trying to change this flat. Yo, I'm like, yo, this shit is not working. And I'm cold as hell trying to change the flat. And this is when they had the dress code. I got the, the dress shoes on. Yeah. All this shit. And I'm like, damn, yo. I'm like, y'all don't want to die tonight. 
You know what I'm saying? Because everything is still going on. You know no, no, yo, people die, especially up there in that Jersey, New York area. The last couple times up there, there was like three people hit on the side of the road yeah, for yeah, doing yeah. that very same, same thing. thing. And I'm already, I know I'm tipsy, so I know everybody that's coming, a lot of people from my back is tipsy too. Yeah. Yo, I don't want to die. So all these things are going by. I was like, but I got to get at least to the other side of the bridge, but my shit is completely flat. Yo, and I'm just like trying to tell him, like, you know, which is like the bridge was shaking. I don't know if you ever been on a bridge when, I, when you're not in the car. That yeah, no, 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 no. Motherfucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. And I just, just threw up, like, it's funny because I'm like, yo, I'm about to throw up. So I just went across and threw up and um, came back. I don't even know how much time passed. It seemed like a whole bunch of time passed, but probably didn't. And yo, a, a cop pulls behind me, son. I'm just like, damn, son. I'm going to jail. Like, and yeah. you go on that book, it's like, they keep you for the whole weekend. You got, you're going to be in there till Monday. I'm like, y'all know I've been drinking. I'm probably over the legal limit. I just threw up. He going to smell that shit. He going to see it. Yeah. I threw up on the other side. He pulled up and was like, yo, you know, you need any help? I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying to get home. I'm just trying to flat. Yo, he ain't even, I must have been good. He ain't even, like, yo, you look like you tip. He's like, all right, I'm just going to pull behind you and put the lights on and let you change the flat. Yeah. Oh. God, probably because you was dressed. Them dress clothes probably saved you that <laughs> night. <You know? laughs> them hard bottoms probably saved you that night. Right. Right? Yeah, that was the two times that I, I think I ever, I ever threw up. Just, and I don't even know if the second one was because of alcohol, but just there's so much shit was going on. You know what I mean? But alcohol right. definitely played a part in it. But yeah, man, those are two times I, I've been like pissy drunk that I threw up, man. The moral okay. of the story is don't drink. To, you know, you drink, you drink, you drink, and but is it drink responsible? <laughs> drink responsible, man. Don't, don't do, don't do too much anything. Moderation, bro. Moderation. Moderation. You know. Yeah, Let me rewind. The reason I, I I came to the conclusion that I I should not check social media before I do work is because you start putting on people's thoughts in your head. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like for me, what I was having a problem with, why I had to get off Facebook and all that for a hot second was that I have a hard time seeing something, somebody write something that I think is dumb right. and I know them. I feel like I got to correct them. And like, and if right. it's like, nigga, like I'm trying to stop saying an N word, but I'm like, yo nigga, like why are you, Correcting this person, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, they posted the joint. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. they, like they, you're not going to change them on Facebook. You're not going to change their opinion, right? And it is like, but I had a hard time, especially like, like I said, people that I thought was smart or that should know better. Quote, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they write something crazy. I'd be like, yo, I gotta correct them. But it's like, yo, why are you doing that? Yo, that was kind of how I um took my what prompted my break from Facebook. It was around a time when everything was going on with Mike Brown and I, I I had seen a lot of people on my my friends list just say a bunch of crazy things and um it was just like yo it really clicked. I'm like what am I on here for? I was like I, I really missed I missed the time when I didn't know what was going on with you bro and like you had to send me a letter or like we get on the phone and talk for an hour. You know what I'm saying? Or or talk like this. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, I don't really need to hear everybody's opinion on everything every day. Like I don't need that. You don't need it. And because then it's noise up here. Exactly. And we're going back to 360 conversation, going back to this, man. Protecting this, protecting your input. So I used to have a saying or a a hashtag I used to put put like blame rap, right? And I remember that. Yeah. So I be having inside jokes with myself that nobody don't really 
really get. You know what I'm saying? It'd be double encounters and I just be seeing people responding to it. I'll be I'll be on some mad scientist shit sometimes. I ain't right. gonna lie. Like, um, so I would just put it, but one of the reasons why I was putting that, I was like, um, it's so easy to blame all the atrocities of the world and evil doing on rap music. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, just bring bring blame rap. But for everything. For everything. Yeah. yeah. You can blame it. You can blame everything on rap. You know what I'm saying? If you if you go if you dig deep enough, I mean obviously I was being sarcastic with it, but right. stuff that's going on in the world, people just blame rap music, right? Right. But the face of rap music are black men. That's us. Right. Technically blaming us too. Although we might not take it that deep. You know, I'll be thinking about shit like that, like deep and like, yo, you blaming the black man for everything. You blaming the black man for the black community. You know what I'm saying? The, yeah. the like, you know, uh uh, one of the comedians got a joke. I think it's Chris Rock. He was like, "Yo, the dads don't get no credit." You know what I'm saying? And I I, I, I apply that joint to myself because people be sensitive about black women and all this type of stuff. I apply the joint to myself. I was like, "Yo, I came out. I think I came out all right from somewhere right. at home." But if I didn't come out, like, so my mother gets the credit. But I said, if I didn't come out all right, people, I, people would naturally blame my pops. Right, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? right, like, right, right, you know yeah. I and mean? it's just like it's just one of those things where blame rap, blame black men, right? That, that's like stuff that you know. I just gave away one of the secrets, so I don't use it as much. But the point I'm making is that we gotta control our inputs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's about. for sure. And because I'll even catch myself singing a song, and I'll be like, "Yo, why the fuck am I singing this song?" Right, it's because it's inputted in my brain, in my subconscious. Yeah. Like I'll be stamped too legit, too legit to quit. Like yo, why am I thinking a hammer? You just trigger that. Yeah, too legit to quit. Like, yeah, why am I singing too legit to quit? Because speak says something about hammer. You know what I mean? I did a song last night, actually. Um, I did a song last night, and I just told Corey and John that this morning. I realized when I played it back this morning that three or the four, three or four things that I wrote about in my song was influenced by three or four posts that I've seen over the week on Corey's page. Oh, yeah. He says something about. Uh, the jizzer the other day he shouted out Sean Price yesterday and there was something else that he said that I turned a line not on what he said but I'm like how why were those people at the front of my brain and when I scroll for some reason when I go on Facebook you and Corey are normally the first thing I see like I don't know if that's because that's who I hit like for the most or what but I normally see y'all post um first like all of them (laughs) <laughs> he said like all of them <laughs> yeah so this is book you should check out I don't know if you checked it out right called Thinking Fast and Slow it's by oh, nah. Neil Kahneman and he's a, a a Nobel Prize winner it's him and Daniel Kahneman I forgot the partner his research partner he wrote he wrote it with there are they are uh, um, Nobel Prize winning economists I believe that's what he won it for and it basically talks about like how they heavily research. They give good stories behind it, and you might read like a couple pages. Like I get it, um, um, and you know, you just said like you don't have to uh, read everything. And they talk about like how you know the inputs. Like so, the thinking, the thinking fast part is just the 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 conscious stuff we were doing, mm-hmm. reacting. So they give a a a, 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 um, a case study about like how somebody tell you like. They give you something cold to drink. So I'm getting it wrong, but they give you something cold to drink before you go into this room, and they tell you to look at like, and the old person bounce bumps into you, like, 
your reaction was triggered by how you react to them was triggered by you drinking the cold water or something like that. Right. And you might say like, yo, that person was cold. Like for bumping into me, not saying nothing. But if you had warm water, hot drink, you'd be like, oh, they just was, you just, you would just uh, let it go. You'd be like, that person just was making a mistake or whatever. And they get you a whole bunch of, it's, it's heavily researched. Oh, uh, that's pretty deep. They, they made, they made it uh, to a point where the layman can understand and get something behind it. So the, the, so the conscious thing, the, the the fastest is the conscious stuff that we're doing. The slow thinking is the the subconscious, and so it goes back to like, yo, what you're inputting in, you know what I'm saying? Like, so like, I don't know like what the direct effects of listening to so much trap rap, you know what I'm saying? The 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 ignorant rap, but it affects me somehow, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and you know, so I'm trying to be more diligent with you know, stuff that you're inputting in. and it is it just get, it gives you a whole bunch of examples how, how it happens to us every every single day. I mean it's it's uh it's to me it's kind of like so when I said that I didn't necessarily want to be the next KRS one when I was in schools of thought, but I did I did want to I I wanted to show that I was thinking about things that maybe other people weren't thinking about. You know what I'm saying? Like I obviously I still uh am an active thinker. Uh but you know, it's, 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 uh, bro, I just said that that's the worst time for me to have a brain fart when I'm telling you I'm an active thinker, but you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things, man. That sounds like it's going to be my next audible credit, um, that I use, yeah. uh, this book that you're telling me about right now. But, you know, I, I think trap rap, that's what I was about to say, uh, things like that, bro, because it's so simple. It's not so much that the lyrics are simple or whatever, but it, it, it's just like when they used to tell you watching TV or rot your brain, man. Like you're not, you're not really giving you anything to spark anything, like any thinking. So, you know, you have the person back in the nineties that'll say, well, I don't want to be conscious when I'm in the club. Like I want to party, but there has to be some kind of balance. You yeah. That can't be you all the time. You can't feed your brain that all the time. Like yeah. I always used to tell people like this, like, you know, there's a time and a place when I want to hear Dipset. A lot of times it was rush hour traffic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, or when I used to drive on the cab, um, you know, that type of stuff was good for grinding, for grinds like driving the cab. And yeah. when you spending a lot of time alone and you've got to keep your mind focused on, I'm out here for this money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah, yeah. that's all they're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least it makes you feel like somebody understands that you got to do things that you don't want to do to get this money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But um, when I I'm listening to, you know, certain songs, regardless of whatever genre it is uh, of hip hop, because I don't even know if all of the stuff that I don't like is considered trap, but um, it's low. It's low. What, what would be the thought? There's not too, there's not too much thought going into it. Therefore it's not going to make you think too much. You know what I'm saying? Because really that was, that's what the result of it is. There yeah. isn't much thought going into what they're providing you. Therefore it's not going to spark much thought for you. You know what I'm saying? Which is funny is because it would be interesting to see, to, uh, to know if they are thinking about the shit deeply that they're saying. You know what I'm saying? In the sense of, I don't think so. Like, so, 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 so say for instance, and I'm not picking on nobody, um, but, and I forget the dude's name. It might be Lil Uzi Vert. He from Philly, whoever this dude is, right? So my homeboy, because, uh, you know, like I said, I bounce things off of him. If I don't know who he is, but I do am aware that they're big, I would like, yo, 
So play for me their top three songs so I can try to get it, right? Like, not so I could become a fan, but so I could break them down and figure out yeah. what's their selling point. Yeah. Dog, that he's one of the sloppiest people I've ever heard. Like, and I, like I said, no shit. Because <laughs> that's how they do it. You be like, you, be, you say something slick and they say no shit. But, uh, but no, nah, he's... Because he, yeah, the way you break down music is the way I break down. Well, I used to break down TV and film. Like, how you break it down. Like, yeah. Sloppy like, is like, so if I see somebody... Like uh, Tyler Perry, I'd be like, yo, this shit is trash. But I, I actually get why he's who he is, though. You know? Right. He's got better to his credit. But, but go ahead, though. I, and, and I used to do the same thing with video. They, yeah. That man, that I would say our institute ruined how I watch TV, my viewing yeah, experience. You know what I mean? I'm seeing I'm seeing the the, the, every, the man with the camera, the cans and, and the yeah. dollies and all of that when I'm watching TV now. But, um, you know, it's, it's when I heard, dude, I said, all right. He appear he appeals to that the demographic to me obviously younger than I can connect with or relate to, but uh, he appeals to a demographic that aren't looking for these things that I'm looking for, right? Yeah, yeah. They don't know that he's sloppy. They don't know that that like that would be something that I would never save. It would be you know in in that age group when I was in that age group that would have been like one of my worst female freestyles and I would have been ashamed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't know that, but it really sounds like. You know, somebody just excerpted a, a conversation and put it to a beat. Like, it wasn't no thought, like, at all. Yeah. Um, and blame rap, because <laughs> I remember Lil, I remember Lil, Lil John said that in early 2000s. He was like, man, he said something like, a beat take 10 minutes, the, song, the, the hook should take another 10, and the verse should take 15. I'm like, where they do that at? But, That's crazy. I never heard of it. But that makes sense for the stuff he was making, though. Right. But I'm going to say that. But so I'm sitting over here talking about the aesthetics and, and, and all of this like I'm some kind of snob. But who 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 am I to tell that man when, you know, he made money? He made you know money. what I'm saying? But but I approach it from a, a standpoint of, you know, this these are my sensibilities. I'm not saying that this is something that everybody needs to agree with. But if I was to look at my approach... You know, my jumper, you know, my release, that's not my release. That's basically all I'm saying. Like, yeah. if it go in the basket for you and it go in the basket for me, who cares how you do it? But that ain't how I'm going to shoot the ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's basically how I see it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that. that's not how I'm, how I'm firing them up. So I right, we coming, we got we coming up on three hours, man. So I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a great time making <laughs> this the editing. I'm about to call you like, yo, you need to edit. I gotta get you some more money to edit this joint. Yeah, I think I'm three gonna... hours. I felt like we was at least at two. I ain't know it was at three. Yeah, nah, nah, it was a great conversation. So uh, uh like we always had, we just put it on on on, on Mac on, on on the mic on wax as they would say back in. The yeah, day. I'm about to say on wax. On wax. Then we yeah. gonna date ourselves again, but we do that we the whole time. We date ourselves, dude. Put it on wax. But um, where I was going with that. So what, um, in closing, um, oh, before in closing this book, I was going to ask you what's, what's the, what books are you reading now? But, um, it's funny that you said this is going way back. So this is if people that listen to this much, they know what we're talking about. Like if they get to this point and they reference, we do, we had did a couple callbacks. Um, well I did anyway, you did too. Um, you said, uh, you don't you used to read a couple pages of the book and be like, yo, I got the point. It's funny that you was that comfortable at that age doing that. Cause I just, I didn't start doing that to like five, maybe 10 years ago, max. I always felt like I had to read the whole book. And, uh, 
just like if I start, I got to read it. And then I, I came across this dude named Naval uh, Ravikant or something like that. He is the founder of something. He's a billionaire, basically. And he was on a podcast. I listened to a couple podcasts. You should check him out. I'll send it to you when we get off the phone. I mean, get off the phone. When we get off to Zoom. Um, and he said, super duper smart dude. I think he's younger than us, too. He he he, he founder, creator of some multiple businesses. I think Angel List was the one that he, he got big off of. Whatever it is, he's a billionaire, right? And he said, like, uh, he was like, yo, when he's coming up, he's from New York. He was like, because he was poor, his mom basically used to have him go to the library. He just was reading everything in the library because the library is basically babysitter to keep him out of trouble. Um, and he said, like, um, so the guy was like, yo, what do you read? And he was like, yo, he's like, you don't need to read a book. The whole book. You just gotta get what you're supposed to get and leave it alone. What you're supposed to get out of it. And he said, "You just put it down." And he was like, "I read so much that I'm just comfortable with just I I got what I need from this book and just leave it alone." He said he's more interested in reading ten good books over and over versus whatever books that are coming out. You know what I'm saying? Just rereading. He's interested in reading like ten, twenty, whatever he said. And just reading those books over and over and over again, just because each time he gets on different verses, like he's just picking up the 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 next greatest hit or whatever. You you gotta so yeah, and and to go back to that. So when I said that I would get to a point to where I felt like I got it, that's not to say that I wouldn't go back to the book and get something else. Okay, you know what I'm saying? It's just that I would get to that point and be like, hold up. Let me walk with this for a minute, guys. You know what I'm saying? Let me do. Yeah, yeah. Right. Let, let me let me let this sink in before I go and and and, and another jewel fall in my lap because yeah, yeah. I need to really like I said when I first read that I remember I was you know and I used to pull these books out while niggas was smoking and playing video games and you know when I was just sitting in the corner and I say shit and I think I read that and I looked around and I said yep every day we do this shit every day but yeah. as I'm as I was reading it and trying to put it into action or think about it in action, I was like thinking myself in circles. It's almost like the chicken or the egg conversation. Cause I'm like, wait, so when I get up and whatever it was, whatever random act, I'm like, okay, so where was the originator for that? Was that a story that I heard? Did I decide that? What did I decide to do on my own? You know what I mean? What am I replaying? So now I'm looking at everything that I do and trying to figure out where the origin for that action took place in my life. You know what I mean? So I did that for a while, but it just so happens that, and and, and you might be able to have a similar testimony that there's, for me, I learned things and themes, right? Uh So at the time that I read that, the supporting cast of life seemed to be echoing that sentiment as to what I was, what I picked up that day. And that's, that's how it happens. Like say for instance, what I just told you yesterday about that song, um, the WAP song or how you say it, WAP, whatever it is. Um, I couldn't escape it. It was on one person's lips and it finally got to the point to where it was sent to my phone with somebody that I wasn't even talking to just out of nowhere. They sent it to my phone and then, Five minutes later, Corey talks about making a shirt. And I said, all right, God, like, you want me to look at this yeah, for what? Yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's, it's, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah. So I, I go and I look at the video, and I'm like, damn, if I was, like, 16, you know, I might really at least be able to write this off as I like the video. But honestly, man, I'm just not into the fake the fake body chicks, bro. Like, I'm just not, in, I'm just not into it. But, you know, uh, I did see it so that I think I had to become aware of it so that, so that 
I could realize also too that that was another argument for what I do. Like yeah. now it's at a point to where the music that's popular and also reinforcement that I'm not trying to make popular music, right? Like I'm everybody wants to think that they're making timeless classics. Like I'm not gonna sit here and and, and make myself sound like I, I think, but um you never know. It only takes one. You don't know what you're capable of or what other people are going to like. There's things that I totally don't really agree with as being good songs of mine that people send, seem to like better than the joints that I think are the fire. You know what I'm saying? So you never know. I might make a song that has nothing to do with hip hop that does become my one. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, and I might not even be the one performing it. I might be the one that wrote it wow. because I'm I'm trying to delve into whatever I can do and, and, and really ultimately just to wrap it up in closing, that is the bottom line. This isn't about me trying to re what do they say? Re uh, uh bring the past back. What do they say when you go back to not your second childhood, but when you basically living in the past. This isn't about me trying to live in the past. This is deciding how I'm gonna live in the future. So I've tried the corporate nine to five. I've tried to fit into what society told me the cookie cutter for my life should be. Um, God blessed me to fall into a, a company that has grown and continues to grow. And through that company, and because they were a growing company, I've learned a lot of business practices that I apply to my music. Um, but I don't want to be a corporate robot, bro. It's not me. I'm not using my natural abilities, my soft skill set, as they say. I'm not really utilizing those. I'm picking up skill sets that I think are supposed to be used over here, not so much so that I could become this big or even bigger, uh, 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 more successful businessman. I don't think that I'm supposed to be a corporate guy to that degree. And if I was to leave this job, I said this on Corey's podcast, I don't see myself leaving this job for another job or another boss. I leave this job for something that I am responsible for. And that's the only way I leave because I've been here since day one. I'm one of their original employees. It makes no sense for me to go somewhere else and be the bottom of the totem pole. But I do eventually want to walk out. I don't want to grow up. I want to walk out and do my thing. You know what I'm saying? So that is also who I'm trying to target, man. I want people to believe in this day and age, if you're not thinking that you could be an entrepreneur, you're not paying attention. You know what I'm saying? Like there's too much opportunity, even if you just wanted to say this, the internet alone, before you even talk about the resources on the internet, you have the internet, you can reach the world. The difference between me in 2003, putting out an album and needing some kind of underground hip hop company to put my stuff out is the internet. Before I needed them to get my stuff in India. I needed those people to get me in Europe. I don't need that now. I could do that myself. My analytics is telling me that your boy is doing pretty well in India and Africa. Okay. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go straight to India and Africa. It don't gotta be in Florida or in New York or Cali or Texas or whatever. Wherever the people are, man, I've already started Googling the culture. Like, and that's the other thing. We, you know, common said coffee shop chicks and white. When I perform, it's just coffee shop chicks and white dudes, right? Um, I'm not, I don't have that mentality, and I'm sure he don't have it that anymore either, but um, I don't have that mentality. I've I seen who they were. It was a little weird trying to figure out if we would be able to communicate, because like I said, I want to be able to engage, but I immediately started trying to discover what their culture was like, what your hip-hop culture is like, so I can... I could better cater, not cater to you, like start making my music for them, but so I could understand the listener better. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's, that's all you got to do. Um, I think people really need to believe in themselves. And, and, and if you got dreams, man, hopefully you do. People do. 
Um, I just want to, I just want to show that like, even with what you said, man, we keep failing. We try things that we have our, have on our mind and on our hearts and we start and feel good for a week about it. And then we stop. And then we have to keep that process going until it sticks. Everybody, you know, does that with the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like that, if, 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 if we all got something in common, we all do that with the gym, unless you're a master bodybuilder. So it's the same principle this year. Before COVID, and this is the last thing I say, man, but before COVID, I was calling myself, I was on jail body, jail body 2020 or bust, bro. Like I was trying to be, <laughs> how does it feel, D'Angelo video ready, dog? And I was on my way. And then this COVID happened, man. And I went from just doing like you, a little light jog and a few push-ups and a pull-up here and there to I was going two, three times a day. You know, I was going on my lunch break, and I think once I started getting up to go on my lunch break, leaving the office, driving over there, doing that workout, that made me, I was committed at that point because I love food, man, and I, I was I was skipping out on eating with everybody in the office so I can go and do that. Um, and it's that same kind of create the habit for yourself to be successful, believing in yourself, but it really starts with understanding that the only person that has to believe is you. Like, that's, and that's, that's it. That's, I'm that's gonna it. leave that's it with the, that. That's that's the that's the mic drop. So tell yeah. the people where they can um they can find you at. Uh, you can find me at speak.net. That's s p e a q u e like k pasa dot net s p e a q u e dot net. And um, you can find me at speak dot sampras s a m p r a s like Pete Sampras because he's a champ and so am I. Uh, you also can find me at speak.sempris on Facebook music page. Uh, other than that, Google it. I'll pop up in a few other places, but those are the places I'm focusing on right now. Buy a t-shirt. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> for, uh, for doing the, doing a podcast. So the generic ending is if you like this podcast, please, even if you don't like it, please comment. Let me know what I'm doing wrong, what, what you think I'm doing wrong, where I can improve. But if you like the podcast, please like, share and review it and um make sure you tell people about it and check this brother out he he's the mixer so you should be seeing his name on the um this, the post that i put up but everything is going to be in the show notes and um and if you if you find it in your heart think about becoming a um a supporter um it's, there's a button that's on uh I don't know if it's on Spotify or not, but it's definitely on Anchor and I maybe try I'm going to start trying to put the stuff on the on the Patreon. I just need like to get my assistant on it. But thanks again, brother. Oh, one more name. thing. I almost forgot, bro. I almost forgot. Speak uh, uh, Sunum is my single. It's out right now. It's on Art Dealer Academy Recordings. Uh, you could get it anywhere that anything could be streamed. Uh, speak once again, S-P-E-A-Q-U-E. The name of the song is Sunum. Check that out, man. Help a brother out. Let me get some of them streams. I think you'll like it. It's good for the summertime. Gotcha. All right, and that's it, man. It's a wrap. Word up.